0: I say, I am emperor. Three, four.
1: Three, four. Three, four. Three.
0: You're listening to The Emperor and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity.
1: All this energy calling me.
2: From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cuyahoga, live from the War Room here in Cleveland, Ohio, USA, at the heart of the Empire of Solfinis this is The Emperor Scored here on RivalCastMedia.com. I am your host, The Emperor, joined in studio by Vyar. hey Uh Baron is off this evening as he is sick, apparently. That's what he told me anyways. Uh, and Lulu is also off this evening. Um, she needed some time off, I thought. And yeah, she's... Someone contributing in the uh, background. background.
3: Our very own studio audience. But you know what? Let's be honest. This is the 50% that's (laughs) 90%. You know what I mean? Come on. (laughs) I'm getting the deaf look.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it was a two-man show this evening. We've gotten rid of the dead weight and the uh, bitch. What? Don't kick the chair. Broke this chair once already. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a lot to get to this evening. We have a a lot of articles to get to. I I do have a request that I'm going to ask of you, the listeners, not just of the Empress Corps, but also of Rivalcast as a whole. I will then ask you to tell both of your friends to try and chip in on this. Uh, I'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, Anyways, Voyard, let's start off with you. How was your week? Uh, It's been good. You're Um, less hairy than last we saw you.
3: Yes. Well, I had that Metro Parks meeting. Um, so I went up there and did that. I'm the PR person for the Metro Parks Water Taxi Initiative now. And I actually, I got contacted today um, by email at my school email uh, from a bunch of the people involved and we're looking at, you know, how to launch the project and portray it to the community and all that. So it, it's pretty fun. On the other hand, it's colder now and I'm not happy about that. I used to have built-in insulation, which was nice.
2: But because you shaved off quite a bit, now you... Also, yeah. Imagine I've me. Lost like five I've, pounds of hair. Yeah, I've got no facial hair of any kind anymore. Imagine how cold it is for me.
3: Yeah, I, I'm not happy about it. I don't <laughs> want to. I liked it when I was insulated. It was I, awesome.
2: This is interesting that you said that um, they're talking to you about how to portray the initiative to the yeah. public yeah. i would have thought that since this is already underway they wouldn't no offense ask an intern well what do you think we oh should well do? i
3: mean they're still in it's underway in terms of they've decided to do it i mean they're you know like a bunch of the students are helping them write a business plan because a lot of them have never written a business plan
2: shut up grian 72 degrees here fuck you oh god i
3: hate you grian continue but, yeah, so, I mean, but those kids got stuck doing market research and stuff, and I didn't want to do that. So I talked to my professor, and then, you know, at the meeting, I tried to be as up and interested as possible so that I'd get a good job, and I did. So, uh, actually, my first task is creating... Um, kind of like a movie trailer-like video, kind of what Cleveland was and now the sequel, you know, what's going on. Yeah, they're out there. They're called yeah. uh,
2: the uh, uh, Cleveland Tourism videos. You've seen them.
3: Yeah, yeah. They're going to be sort of like that, but focusing on just straight waterfront. Okay.
2: So, because, I mean, if I pulled them up, I'm sure you would recognize the, oh, yeah. the Cleveland Tourism videos.
3: Yeah, I've seen them. Um, but, yeah, so that's... you know I my... don't know
2: that you'd really want to do one that's um, uh, based on... Uh, Oh, I didn't know there was a third video, though. Lovely. This is, you know... I, this is the... what I, Again, you've... Yeah, I've seen these. And this is what you want to do to portray Cleveland? No, the, not the water this front? horrifically stupid. Hey, our waterfront's poisonous, we kill people. 18-year-olds <laughs> <laughs> no, getting drowning in the river.
3: They want it to be fun, but also... You know, kind of like a fun thing. So they were like, "Well, why don't we make it like a movie trailer?" I'm like, "All right, I can do that." And then, oh, you can. Okay, yeah.
2: so you have the skills to make a video,
3: uh, a choppy one, yeah. A choppy. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, like I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, right, I'm not okay. doing. I'm not doing all the professional work. I'm basically just getting the shots and then putting it together and then giving it to them. You know, as a direction, and then you know, going from there.
2: So. Yeah, I don't... It sounds a little more involved than what I'd expect for an intern from a college. It's it's. It sounds like you've got a little more responsibilities given than... Yeah. Uh, then again, I mean, I, as you said last week, you wanted to kind of avoid the nonsense that they were going to give the other schmucks that yeah. are coming from the college, although this seems, again, Three like...
3: Three of them are doing surveys downtown.
2: I think I'd rather do the surveys, because oh, we can God. just fudge the numbers. I'd doesn't, be so bored. Doesn't... Right. So instead, you're uh, going to be here, hairy Mr. to Varyar. try and get all this shit done.
3: Here, Mr. Varyar. Take this stack of flyers and go talk to low-income urban dwellers. And you just leave them opinions.
1: on
2: a, you just make up the opinion, you just leave right. the stack on a on a, you know like a doorstep and just yeah. walk away. And Somebody it, now has a thousand flyers. What the hell?
3: It's not I mean and you know I like having the responsibility. I like having the input, but it's not going to be as much of a pain as the thing to remember is I'm one person on the PR team. There's five
2: others. So who's in charge?
3: A guy named Tom.
2: It's Tom competent
3: yeah yeah no, oh, okay. like all the people on the team are like successful business people types
2: oh i wasn't just sure I, okay i yeah, wasn't yeah, sure if yeah. this was a okay there's no, a guy it's not in like, charge but we're not really paying attention to him because he's kind of a dickwad right it's we're not do like things.
3: me and five college kids okay that are working this thing so like i'm i'm taking point on some of these projects but i'm not doing all of them so I'm working under guidance and you know all you're that you're the coffee so. getter yeah to, to yeah. an extent I mean, without the coffee part. successful
2: business people and then there's fire
1: who
3: said that?
2: What? Who the fuck said that? No I, no, I was just saying that. Oh, I assumed it was. No, bad. no, 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 no. I ignored I nah. ignore. saying Alright. They're all g- comparing exactly how warm it is where they're at. D-Warrior says it's 60. Sakani says it's 85. I hate all of them. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's fucking warmer in Sochi for the Winter Olympics <laughs> than it is in Cleveland. We've got more <laughs> snow than they do.
3: Oh, which is in and of itself sad.
2: Did you watch any of the, uh, have you watched any of the Olympics at all?
3: I've watched a very small amount.
2: Really? I've watched yeah. a ton. Yeah.
3: A I lot. Normally, I love the Olympics. It's just, I don't care much about most of the winter stuff. I really don't. I mean, I like the skiing. I like the snowboarding to an extent. You know, I enjoy hockey. I, like curling. The biathlon.
2: I got to tell you, though, I was thinking last time, I'm like, you know what? Frozen legs, I lake, bet I could get, I could, I I I could events, get yeah. four guys together. We could do this curling thing. We could be fucking Olympians. <laughs> Yeah, I had I could at 35 an Olympian. Yeah, I think I could do this. Man, it's got a cornhole true. with ice. Yeah. Like,
3: you know what? Slide the rock, broom
2: in front of Voyager the rock. and I could do this. I bet we could find two others. I think there's two man curling teams. I mean, it's more of a women's type sport with all the, you know, sweeping and things. But I, I suppose I could learn. I mean, I can throw rocks. You can kick my chair. I like Lulu. It's still a woman's thing. <laughs> Who's more used to using a broom? You or me?
3: Sayo thinks there are curlers in their 50s.
2: You know what? The youngest curler on the American women's team, who got shellacked, uh, they wanted like one in six, is Ew. 29. The other ones are in their 40s. Yeah. And the Swedish team, dear God, unfortunately, they kind of destroy the stereotype of hot Swedish chicks. Yeah. Every one of them is like 50, like 100 pounds overweight, They're blonde, but ugly. Like, I would shoot them at range type of ugly.
1: <laughs>
2: By day,
3: mild-mannered housewife. At night, America's last hope for gold.
2: (laughs) They are the curlers. (laughs) I had a Canadian friend gloating when they won a medal. Coming this
3: winter to a third-world country near you. (laughs)
2: It's supposed to be two to four inches tomorrow. Yeah, I did see that, uh, Clilo. I can't wait for more snow tomorrow night. Although it's supposed to be 50 on Thursday, so then... I get to deal with all the melting, melting and, yeah. yes, the giant flood that will no doubt ensue. Yay. So what else have you up to uh, You did the Metro Parks thing. You shaved. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot for a week for most anybody.
3: Yeah, I uh... <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, actually, today I worked over at the store, uh, which was fun. But on the other hand, on the way up, I was actually a little late to the store.
2: No, I you I know,
3: late for something. All right, hold on. It wasn't it entirely my know, fault this one,
2: Right, because it wasn't snowing and we didn't you know, account for any of this. Well, go ahead.
3: It, I was driving a little goes. blue
2: death machine. Right.
3: And you know, I left my house. It takes me like 40, 45 minutes to get to the store from and my And good house. weather, right? right? Well, normally, yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't wake up or I didn't go to bed going, oh, it's going to be a fucking blizzard right when I need to drive. But I didn't check the weather. It'd eat me. Anyways, so... Right. No one I woke, right, I, I, I woke up. Saw the got, snow and said, ah, fuck it, I'll be well, fine. Well, that, that's the thing. I didn't even... I didn't look outside. I woke up.
2: <laughs> didn't check the weather. Didn't look outside. No,
3: no, no. I, I woke up. I got in the shower. I got Situational dressed. Situational
2: awareness is lacking severely. There's here. no
3: windows between my bed and the freaking... I mean, there are windows in my room, but they're, just, like, up top. They're not big ones, you know? So, okay. like, I didn't... I have to work to look outside, and I don't care. So... I got up, I went and got a shower, I got dressed, I went down to my car, opened the garage, looked out and went, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm driving, and I'm going to I-80, which is the interstate, and I'm going up there, and I hop on 80, and I'm taking the on-ramp, right? And I'm only going, like, 20, and I start power sliding. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so I calm that down, and I get onto the freeway, and I'm thinking, you know what, or it's a turn bike, actually, but. Uh, I get on a turnpike and I'm thinking, you know what? It's the turnpike. The roads look clear. I'm sure they've salted and, you know, kept the ice and slush from building up too bad. There's a thin Except layer of Except that but it's a Sunday fine. and they never right.
2: pay time and a half on a Sunday, but continue.
3: Right. So I go up to about 65 and I'm driving and there's a real gentle turn, you know? And it's, traffic wise, it's pretty clear, right? And I'm in the middle lane and I come up on this gentle turn, which is leading to a bridge. And. I take the turn and I was in the middle lane, now I'm in the outside lane. Shit, gotta go slower. So now it's forty all the way up there. And to make matters worse, one of my wipers is broken and it's coming down hard. Naturally. So every few minutes I've gotta like pull over, stick my arm out and wipe off the goddamn <laughs> <laughs> while you're driving. No, well I tried to do that a couple times, but it wasn't working. So you actually so, had to pull over. So and do I this. actually had to pull over. Highway. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I got to the store a little late. It was it was ugly. But you know, it's I you know, I was I called my dad at like ten fifty five. I'm like, Listen, I'm gonna be a little late. Can you call or give me the guy's number? I'm gonna be a little bit behind.
2: So. Which doesn't help because he's a kid, has no key to the store. Right, he has no key. He shit. can't get yeah.
3: he can't do anything. He was just sitting in his car outside when I got there.
2: Grian Farriar, once you have a real job that makes you some decent cash, ditch that rattle trap you call a car and get a four wheel drive truck.
3: Ryan, that is the plan. But right now I can't. The little blue death machine is all I have. <laughs>
2: Grendel, I will do a Kickstarter to get Vire a hot pink Vespa with purple and green flowers.
3: I'd drive it, just for the safety. <laughs> fuck it.
2: <laughs> ah, fuck pride. At least I get there in one piece.
3: Exactly. At least I'm not going to die in some fiery yet snow-freezing <laughs> car crash. Jesus.
2: So yeah, were you busy would... at the store today?
3: Um, it pulsed. You know, we had a, like probably an hour total of like total dead time.
2: Yeah, we stopped in there, you guys yeah. we were dead, and then when we left, there was tons of people.
3: That's how it was all day. It would, like, be dead for, like, five or ten minutes, and then four families would show up, and they're all retarded and need help.
2: You know, that's the thing I've noticed in the last uh, uh, three weeks, basically, since the Olympics was coming and the Olympics started, is that all of a sudden, people now watching TV have aspirations of Olympic gold. So they come in, and now they all want to buy cross-country skis. They want to buy the little pellet gun for the biathlon. They all want to buy downhill skis and snowboards. Right. And none of them have a goddamn clue what they're doing. I'm yeah. more than happy to sell it to them, but I have a feeling that it's never going to get used or they're going to crash.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, I had a lady come in today with her kid, and I'm not I'm not deliberately making fun of a child here, but I mean...
2: Right, but you're going to go ahead and do that. Yeah, anyways. I'm going to do I it mean, anyway. I, okay.
3: I mean, uh, look, the kid seemed like a nice little girl, but she's not athletic-looking, shall we say. And you know, Roundish? You know, she's not based on what I could see overburdened with grace or athletic ability <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Jesus.
3: guess what she's not going to be an Olympic ice dancer and the, this lady bought her, like, $70 Rydell skates. I'm like, listen, wow. we have some $20, $25 wow. ones, you know. And she's like, well, these are the better ones, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, these are, like, competition skates. Perfect, because she's taking lessons, and she really wants to be good at this. And, you know, she, really, she thinks that maybe this might be something she wants to do. And I'm like, ah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for your 70 bucks. <laughs> now get the fuck out.
2: Man, I really think you should uh, lower your expectations. Uh, the $20 range is about where your daughter can be projected. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Listen, I mean, look that everybody gets to be at the podium. Someone's got to clean up those little flowers they throw out there for everybody else.
3: Here's what I want you to do. take these ice skates sit them on the chair now when you get her the happy meal, get apple slices instead of fries. Do that for a month if she can get that much discipline, then maybe maybe <laughs> then we'll but I don't think she has it. I think when you take the fries away, she's gonna throw a tantrum. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Saying it. You're not calling her fat, but you told her not to practice on a frozen lake, right? Oh, God. That's horrible. Snap. Well, I mean, she'd float. You just initially. imagine
3: some giant woman trying to shove herself into one of those leotards. Just trying, like, squeezing in there, lubing up. Just, you know, getting one of those on and well, then going out and dancing on this. the Olympics.
2: Actually, I think the ice dancing is tonight. Is it? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. No, I, I will be watching the women's... Um, uh, figure skating? Yeah. Because the two Americans we have are hot nice. as shit. Nice. Oh. One of them is hot as shit. One of them way, will be In when she's of
3: age. Three months, 14 days. Wait a minute, which one hours. is it?
2: Gracie Gold is the one that's not of age? Or Ashley Wagner? Ashley Wagner is the one you like. And yeah.
3: Legal. Okay, so okay, good. Yeah. Ashley Wagner, we can yes. call her hot. What's the other yep. one's name?
2: Gracie Gold. Gracie Gold will be hot in
3: two two years. Okay.
2: Until then, yeah, she's she's a cute young woman. (laughs) 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 No, I I commented to Mystic Man about this last night. I'm like, you know what? I really like the short track skating, because these chicks are and the Americans, they were like, all three of them were blonde or whatever, and they're all just squeezed into these suits. And there's not much to look at from the waist up. Uh, these are not top-heavy women, but yeah, god not. damn, everyone has nice legs and ass. I, it was just sense. amazing. Like, I would like to be in that race. I don't even care if I don't take first because I'll just be trailing the whole time.
3: Well, if you think about it, it makes perfect sense, though. I mean, the legs and ass are obviously going to get a workout. Yes, that type of. But some men. of them,
2: I mean, sometimes they go too far, and they're like tree trunks, and well, it's yeah. like, dear, like the Chinese chick. I'm not even sure it was a chick. Mm. I'm looking at that. I'm like, I, uh, I, I judges, don't Judges, can we check for a penis? It may came out, may have come out one way, but I don't think that's the way it is now. I, yeah, they may have added on parts of you that. Know.
3: Now that I'm thinking about it, too much top weight would actually be disadvantageous in uh, that sport.
2: You know what? I I made that comment about figure skating because they're all yeah. like flat, like we're talking like a, you know two Tylenol on a ironing board. Right. But that's... and then Lulu showed me some picture of a chick in the eighty. What was, what was her name? Katarina something or other. Wit. She's Russian. No, she's German. East German. Okay, so practically Russian. Same thing. Anyway, she's like D's.
3: Kami's a Kami.
2: She won like two gold and then uh, posed for Playboy. Yeah, but if That's a win.
3: Yeah, well done. But I mean, again, think about it. She actually had to work harder for those golds because she had to counter, you know, that weight shifting around. No, she didn't.
2: Those judges are like, you know what? This is the only one that looks like a complete woman. All right. Gold... Done, uh, But, sir, she's fallen four times. I know, but she landed on her tits. And, and she, you <laughs> can't do... The other ones can't do that.
3: Wow. What? All right.
2: Oh, yeah, she's showing a picture. That's uh, a communist? A yep. East German. Wow. Well, I guess, technically, she's not a communist now. But... Yeah, Look, once we beat the freedom... Apparently, the that's one of the ones that was not taking those testosterone shots during the uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s.
3: Well, well done in getting around the KGB. Yeah, all right. All right. There you
2: go. The Russian spy chicks are always hot. Like that redhead. What ever happened to her? Remember her?
3: No, but I'm assuming her a couple years.
2: A couple years ago, she was apparently uh, sleeping with I don't know some scientist or some businessman in the United States. Okay. Turns out she was a Russian spy. All right. Like ungodly hot. That's called redhead. A so she goes back to Russia and got modeling gigs. I know she's a well big done. Putin supporter, but yeah, she's. If they really can find her name or a picture of her, you know what I'm talking about. I'm sure there's people out there.
3: Just Google "hot Russian spy." I figure it'll probably pop yes. up.
2: If it's not a James Bond film, it'll be her. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Now I'm just thinking of stupid Bond girl names. But Katerina Witnud. Well, yeah. Done. See, right. yeah. Playboy. How about that shit?
2: Anna <laughs> Chapman. That might have been it. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I suppose I could Google it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Edge googled, used RCM
3: bot, and yeah. just told it to Google "hot Russian spy." First thing that comes up, Anna uh, Chapman. Chapman.
2: So we'll go to that right
3: now. That's funny. You know, you can just type it in the box in the top right corner, right? I don't trust that box. Never have. Do you think the box is out to get you? Could be. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I'm not saying. T- all right,
2: she's okay. That's All right, okay. Never
3: mind. I changed my mind. That was nice. Was that? That
2: yeah, was... that is. Uh, that's from Maxim magazine. That's after she got popped. She looks like a Bond villain girl. She is. She's a fucking Russian.
3: That's true. That's a valid point.
2: And you know, these are again some of the stuff that she did when she got back. Uh, basically, that yeah, she had a modeling career once she got caught as a spy. That's oh, nice to have a fallback. Uh, yes, and I think this is the one you were telling me about. This is the uh, the mashup where they're taking. The different skiers from the Olympics oh, and the, yeah. the at-, at Walkers are coming from <laughs> <off> the... <They're>... <laughs> Boom <laughs> Boom <laughs>
3: It's tell me that's not funny at all. Ho- well. this... And
1: the guy's
3: like, oh shit. That's gotta be from a
2: game, right? It can't be from the movie. I, that's I, hilarious. I, yeah. Look at okay. look up go to YouTube look up Star Wars, Star Space Wars, Space O L. It's very funny. It is hilarious.
3: It's, yeah, it's just very entertaining, because we were talking about it earlier, and, you know, yes. like you were saying, there's a huge temperature differential, so, like, the last skiers on the Sochi slopes are just basically skiing into it's, a it's, marsh. Yeah,
2: it is. It's basically just slush and ice, and they're just... I, I felt bad, because the first 10 skiers, and they're saying it's, like, 48 degrees at to the top of the mountain. It's, like, right. 57 at the bottom. Right. So everything's melting. So the first five or six guys coming down there have decent time. They get a clean after run. that because there's 63 people. Right, I'd hate to draw and be 63. Oh my oh, god, fuck! You know what? I'll just run down the mountain Seriously. and see if my time is is compatible.
3: I've got this surfboard. Let's see how this works.
2: Now we did take two medals in that, so I guess I can't complain too loudly. We got USA, silver. USA. USA. Uh, Bodie Miller finally got something. He tied somebody else for uh, bronze. Congratulations. Christina Hendrickson? How the hell did... It's Hendrix, not Hendrickson. Hendrickson. Uh, anyways, I, the IRC is a bunch of tartar sauces. Right. <laughs> they're often looking at redheads, apparently.
3: Yeah, we... Kinda, well, we had to know that I, was coming. Okay, I... Yeah.
2: I, I brought up let's Russians. Talk,
3: let's talk about hot girls in skating. Then we'll talk about hot girls in speed skating. Then we'll talk about hot Russian spies. And what do you think the is going to do? Like, they're going to come off of that. Come on. Some of these guys haven't jerked off in four hours, and for nerds, that's an eternity.
2: That's her mugshot, apparently, when she was arrested.
3: Yeah, see, that not nearly as eh. I mean, puts really? some makeup back on. I don't know. Ah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'd... not saying I'd kick her out of bed for eating crackers. I'm just saying not stunning.
2: Okay, but again, this is just from the shoulder up.
3: Plus, she's a communist, so she
2: has a natural well, handicap.
1: I, well,
2: Russia equals communists. I'm not marrying her. It, it, maybe... Uh... My penis can bring her over to the side of democracy. (laughs) Fuck her for freedom. (laughs)
3: Hey, honey. We're
2: going to keep going until you
1: believe.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I want to go. No, not until you believe in the free market, bitch.
3: (laughs) Time for a little Adam Smith. (laughs) Oh, God, it's the invisible hand. Uh... Oh, there are a bunch of bad sex jokes you can make out of that. That's fun. There
2: are some hot chicks in speed skating. I got news for you. Uh, but the American team we had some cuties. Blondes, too. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's it,
1: That's
2: true. See earlier four hour jerking off. Problem. <laughs> so, what did you do on St. Valentine's Day?
1: <laughs>
3: sadly, <laughs> I, was my, my, sadly I was in my basement <laughs> playing video games. <laughs> Actually, I tweeted a couple times about it. Did you? Yeah, it was I, just fun. Just fucking around. I and, uh, I couldn't see them, but some yeah. self-deprecating jokes.
2: Got it. My Saint Valentine's Day sucked. Actually, uh, the week in and of itself was very uh, grueling, uh, very busy with work, work kind of stuff. Uh, and then uh, I woke up Friday morning, and uh, I uh, Mystic Min went in and put that picture out on um, uh, her Facebook. And oh, I know it's out on. I, I put it out on Twitter. I'm just going to pull it up here. But I woke up Friday morning when un, just ungodly pain. And about 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, I must have slept on this wrong or something.
3: <laughs> I, I, yeah. Last night I shifted and I was really putting a lot of weight on my spleen. Well,
2: <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, sometimes. Didn't I, slept on it wrong. Because I, I I have a bad back. And sometimes if I sleep a certain way, um, it, see, there's. Actually, me holding, trying not to. Nice. I did like my. I, I, you, it's, were you vomiting into? That I was trying bucket? not to, but the funny thing is, my sister in law then then posts on Facebook, and when she saw this, saying, "What the hell kind of shitty hospital did you go to where you had to bring your own <laughs> puke bucket? That <laughs> things gotten so bad for the Obamacare that you have to provide your own bucket?" <laughs> I'm holding a country crock butter oh, bucket. <laughs> I brought this from home.
3: <laughs> uh, Mr. McCaffrey, we can get you checked in, but can you have your wife bring in some yeah. country crock? <laughs>
2: We're out of bedpans. Thanks. You're going to need your own towel. And uh, do you have a gown? You have a (laughs) gown. All right. Yes, and this is me yelling at some guy uh, because I I couldn't sleep last night. I, I know I'm derailing here. Uh, but there's this reporter who was giving live coverage of the downhill skiing uh-huh. and of course he, what he is he's giving out the results bef- as we're watching it live before you know the guy gets to the bottom of the hill because there's a bit of a delay oh,
1: so somebody like politely asked
2: him can you wait five seconds for it to catch up he's like no I'm a reporter my job is to report the news so some yeah. guy so some guy wrote up to him uh, oh he's already taken it down anyways he said it's Dude. 2 o'clock in the morning, you dick. You can at least wait 30 seconds for us to find out what's going on. Yeah. So, so then the guy to just it. starts, like, mouthing off to all his followers, so I got in on it, and I was bitching them out, and fun. people found that funny and favorited my tweet. Uh, anyway, so I woke up with, again, I think I, I, again, I'd just been sleeping, you know, in, in a wrong position. My, it wrenched my back. So I stood up and kind of stretched out, which I do sometimes when I hurt my back, and I noticed that this isn't going away. It's now getting worse. Fun. And then as I begin to wake up, I'm like, oh, shit, I've been through this before, several times. It's a kidney stone. So I ooh, jump in the shower, get dressed. I pack my shoulder bag because you never know how long you're going to be in the hospital. I barely make it down steps. I'm trying not to cry. That's how bad this is. And tell this Mim, you need to take me to the hospital. She's like, oh, Yay. it's going to be that kind of Valentine's Day. So the parents came over, watched the kids. She took me up to uh, the hospital where they shot me full of many, many drugs for many, many hours. But the good news is, unlike in previous instances, I'm becoming a bit of a pro on this. I passed the stone last night. I'm sorry, uh, Friday night. That's good. Yes, now I just have my back and my kidneys very sore from the trauma, apparently. They they told me, well, you may have some some, uh, residual soreness for a while. Because of, once you do pass, because of the trauma, because I got home and I'm home for maybe an hour, and and I had called Lulu because she had, you know, Mr. Mem and her were talking back and forth while I'm in the hospital dying, and I called her back, and apparently I, I was <laughs>
3: <laughs> laughing about the fact that you had gravel coming out your pee hole. It...
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I I didn't make I didn't make any sense. I was you know full of delighted got to love it. Yeah, and I started feeling worse and worse and worse. I'm like, "Oh shit." And it got it was just as bad again. And it was like that for like half an hour. I'm like, "Look, I don't want to drop another 100 bucks going back to the emergency room so they can put me right. back in." And they're like, "Hey, remember me? You're released 3 hours ago. I'm back." Yeah. And eventually more you
3: of your super drugs.
2: Eventually it moved enough that it 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 kind of uh, it, it the pain didn't kind of decrease, it didn't go away. Right. I remember saying to Bistic Mem, "I've now had kidney stones four times. You've given birth only once. Don't ever bring it up again." <laughs> I'm ahead by three as it far really as I'm is, concerned. It is the male version. It I'm is. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know what? And they shot. Don't me.
3: raise your hand. Don't say a word.
2: You get yeah. A baby. That's right. You get a baby. All I got was a rock.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I can get those anywhere.
2: <laughs> uh, Corp. I'm sorry, grind. Uh, M, drink more water, less Saranac and Pepsi. That'll help prevent kidney stones. Well, that's not the problem. Um, uh, as it is, I, uh, the whole Pepsi thing, I don't actually drink a whole lot of it. A, a, a caffeine, I don't drink a great deal of it. Saranac has none. Root beer, just other than Barks, has no caffeine. I don't drink coffee, I don't drink tea. The, what?
3: You heard it here, not quite first. Emp is great at pissing, pissing bricks. bricks.
2: <laughs> I'm on a gold medal, damn it. That's record time. Uh, no, the problem is that I'm on a, a, a high amount of vitamin D because I'm, you know, being that I'm in Cleveland, like everybody else here, I'm vitamin D deficient. Right. And their theory is that that might help with my hands. So they put me on an ungodly amount of it. The problem is that occasionally, this will happen. Yay! But uh, yeah, so hands hurt. P rocks. Right. Hands
3: hurt. P rocks.
2: Got to choose. Of course. Oh, that that my beautiful wife is not texting in. Oh, really? Apparently the prince just bitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh God, he's biting. Anyhow, so that's how Valentine's Day went for me. Now, luckily, I was smart enough to go ahead and order her. I I, I had got her a, 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 a Miss, I got her a card and flowers, which I had delivered to her job on Thursday. Ah, and I was thinking, all proactive. right, right because not thinking I was going to be on my deathbed the next day, but thinking they'd be too busy to try and do that on a Friday. So I thought, all right, I I can do this in front of all our friends and, you know, something of a big deal, uh, which she enjoyed. I was supposed to get a nice stroganoff dinner, which was postponed. The problem is now I can't eat it. It Sucks. The problem with a lot of it is that everything tastes like metal for days, for days. makes you nauseous, and everything tastes like shit. It is like metallic taste. So, blah. Yeah, that blows. Uh, I was playing a little bit of Clash of Clans today, kind of. I had uh, Lulu showing me how to do it. It's one of those, you've seen the commercials on TV. Yeah. They're all over the damn place.
3: Yeah, and they're all over, like, everything.
2: Right. It's it's an app that you can, it's a game that you can download for your, you know, mobile device. Right. I think it's kind of cool. The problem okay. is, it's kind of like uh, Mafia Wars or Farmville, where you can only do something for about five minutes, and then you have to wait 24 hours to do anything else. Ew. Unless you pay, you're willing to pay. In which case, then you can go ahead and accelerate that. How much? Uh little. How much is it to, f- to like facilitate anything? It depends on the amount of gems. That yeah, I think oh, it's it's all gem based. It's, it's like those. five dollars for ten gems, yeah. if you want to keep playing, it's like five gems. I mean, it looks cool, and it's something. I, I guess if I actually had an iPod of my own, which technically I do, but Ms. never lets me have it, <laughs> um, that I would probably you know tool around with. But I I, I, right. I haven't. I have been racking up. I I did play uh, a nice five game set against Sinvicta in uh, Hearthstone last night. Nice. Finally got my revenge against that prick because he steamroll <laughs> every time he has. I've gone on his show where he's he's got this uh, this Thursday night uh, Twitch TV show. Right. And they go on there, and he, he's he's been playing a lot longer than me, and he's a hell of a player. He's oh, very yeah. good. And he stomps me, raffle stomps me in front of, like, all these viewers. Like, oh, yeah, it was a good game. Like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but you do not like to lose. No, I don't. But now, now, I've got all the cards, and he doesn't. So I was smacking him around with my legendaries. Nice. Yeah. So I took four out of five games. He's like, well, I don't have the cards, which is true. And he's right. He, it, it, it really is about the cards. And I, the more I, I like Hearthstone, and I like it more now because I have pretty much the whole set. I need. I have everything I need. Right. And I've learned enough to build the decks that I can smash most people. But it really is a game of you've got to pay to play. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure that's by design. They've got to have right it to make some money off of a free to play game. But it's
3: you can grind it out. It's just gonna take for fucking forever. forever.
2: And I don't know how much fun you're really gonna have doing it that way. Right um but so Mar says by the way m plays cock just saying what
3: i i don't know what he was going for i there. don't know either it, they're still talking about your urethra and the, the gravel coming out of it but i'm not sure what the reference was there well it,
2: it was as easy as it was because of my great endowment i mean it, although that sometimes works against me because it's a long way to travel but the well, point being i am in good shape well that's good yes well, at least I will be once I go take some medicine. So my back is killing me. a fucking thing is oh, you, it's sore. It hurts. Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 this was supposed to be a nice three-day weekend. I've accomplished nothing. I did watch Beautiful. the ending of the USA Russia hockey game. Yeah. You, you want to talk about contentious? Yeah, you were saying. Oh yeah, it it was it was loud. It was nasty. This was like Lake Placid, 1980. Nice. And I don't. You know what? Got and we played them since then several times. And I guess it's because, and some people were saying that it's for the first time it's on their soil, and therefore, right. they're really pumped up. And I guess Putin shot his mouth off. And, and I was talking to you know the schmuck that you work with today. What's his nuts, Cotter? Um, uh, yeah, a can of fodder. And um, he said, you know, it, and Putin did say, the only thing I want to win is the gold in hockey, and I want to beat the USA doing it. So he was at Wah-wah. the stadium last night. Or actually, it was yesterday morning for us when the game was played and went to, like, five or six shootouts.
3: Suck it, commie.
2: So last night they played at 8 o'clock. They only played the overtime period, and then they played the entire shootout. Right. And as it turns out, the Russian goalie is the goalie for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And uh, he got uh, embarrassed. Here. Yep, he did. The, the one guy they put out there, and I guess they brought him on the team specifically for this, schooled him five out of six times. Well done. So we ended up winning in the shootout, and we won three to two.
3: Freedom wins inevitably.
2: And you could just hear, like, the, and you know, there, there was quite a few people cheering at the end of the game. So the, yeah. there must have been more Americans in there than I had realized. But there's Russian flags everywhere, and you could right. just hear the losing their minds. the deflation go, and then nothing. It just went out of them like that. It was amazing.
3: <laughs> we crushed their commie souls.
2: Yes, Minister, thanks for exhausting yourselves and the Russians. Canada, three-peat incoming. They're, the Canadians are the ones to beat, and when it comes to hockey, they it's always hockey. are. Yeah. Except the I mean, women's hockey. The uh, The American women are every bit as good, if not a little better. Now, I know last time they beat us.
3: I mean, ever but, since the fall of the Soviet Union, Canada's been the hockey guys. Yep. It used to be the Soviets, but when they actually did give up communism, apparently their hockey talent, you know,
2: exported itself to the west it's like what we can make money we can live in somewhere that isn't a shithole running water sign me up
3: Sochi's like old home week for them
2: (laughs) (laughs) i remember what it used to be like hey it's a toilet with no working parts ah the memories Uh, that's when they put up when maria sharapova who's from there she was born in siberia she lived there till she was four then she moved to florida and I'm, looking at her, yeah, and I'm looking at her, I'm like, and I'm listening to her talk. I'm like, you're so full of shit. You're Russian in name only. Oh, oh I remember yeah. being back here hitting this no, well. Don't. No, you don't. I
3: don't remember being eight. How can you remember being four? Four. I mean, granted, i Oh, it's great but... to see
2: all this all the old places and things look different now. Of course you're they so do. Foolish. You were fucking four.
3: Yeah. You weren't even as tall as the mailboxes yet. Do they have mailboxes in Russia? Do they have mail in Russia? I don't know how it works.
2: They had the Pony Express. They're not eating the ponies. Grind, yes, but it's A, hockey, and B, the Olympics. Olympics are a joke where the first and second best losers get medals. All this should count is the gold, not the lesser awards, which I agree with. I actually don't. No, I agree with. If you get the silver medal, did Peyton Manning get a silver medal when he lost the Super Bowl? No. He <laughs> no,
3: got embarrassed on Netflix <laughs> <That's right>. television.
2: <laughs> Haven't seen a Papa John's commercial since. <laughs>
3: Hey, guys, we're having a Papa Super Bowl special. I'll <laughs> bet oh, Papa regretted the fuck out of that. The At um... halftime, he was calling fucking Wilson. <laughs> 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 Want some franchises, man?
2: <laughs> huh? So too cheap. <laughs> But you know what? It was kind of funny. I remember watching the gold medal game uh, back in, in 2010 when it was us and the Canadians. Yeah. And it was you know a big deal. It went right down to the wire, and the United States tied it up with five seconds left, went to overtime, the Canadians eventually won. And it was funny because the next day when the sun came up, nobody in the United States was even aware the game had played, whereas no. Canada was burning down their forests and killing polar bears in its celebration.
3: That's because we didn't win.
2: I don't know that it would have mattered if we had, because it's hockey. Well, that's foul point. And it's the Olympic I'm just
3: saying, I'm not saying we would have been burning down forests and killing polar bears like irrational Canadians. I'm just saying, like, if we'd won... (laughs) fucking
2: irrational Canadians. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Look, if you win a major sporting event, whether it be your city or your country, every American knows you have an urban riot, all right? You don't go. That's how you do things. Yeah, you flip cars and shoot pellet guns at cops and stuff.
2: Yes, but there is no urban when it comes to Canada. Actually,
3: Actually, their forests are really their urban territory. So (laughs) there's a polar bear. The average population's up.
2: (laughs) It's a polar bear ghetto. Jesus.
3: But yeah, no I'm just saying like if if the Americans had won, people would know about it they I wouldn't guess, care about guess they that wouldn't much, care but as they'd much about, about it. it
2: Speaking of hockey interesting stat I heard this um they were talking about this on the radio they broke down the four major sports in the United States which is uh football baseball hockey and basketball. basketball and they compared them for the fan bases the hockey fan base is the one with the highest mean average or highest mean income the average hockey fan makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. Bullshit! Really? It's well, also the most expensive ticket. It costs a lot to. Yes, it does. Yeah, to play, yeah, and, to play, play to and to watch. You can't believe it's more. That's not more popular <laughs> in <the> inner city.
3: fucking Luttrell's going to Brackenridge.
2: Baseball, I think, was like third, essentially because it's. You can actually. I think it was fourth. Baseball had the lowest mean income of, of fans. It's
3: because you can trade a hot dog for a ticket. Right.
2: The tickets are much cheaper because there's 80 games, yeah. and it, it's much more you know easy to get in there as opposed to the NBA, which is an expensive ticket but has a, a low uh, income of, of fan base. They came in third. And then there's the NFL, which is just expensive. You're biting Not your tongue. making
3: La- basketball watcher jokes. Resisting.
2: Well, I don't think any of that demographic is anyways. Chocolate down. I did ask. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I did ask Samson to sit in tonight, but unfortunately, it was busy.
3: Ah, that'll happen.
2: And he, he's not sure he can make it next week because uh, his his family just, I guess, had a new baby, and I I had to resist.
3: Do we know who the father was? <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny.
2: You know what? I I I, I completely forget about Torino, the two thousand six games. I. I guess I just wasn't paying much attention to what was happening in Italy in 2006.
3: Right. I care a lot more about the summer games.
2: And I think a lot of people do. I I think a lot of it is because it's outdoors. There's more of it. Yeah, the summer Um,
3: games are the big Olympics. The winter games are like the half-retarded, let's slide down a hill stepchild.
2: Do you know the Olympics you're not supposed to laugh at?
3: (laughs) (laughs) But they hit the hurdle every freaking (laughs) (laughs) time.
2: Reginald in Lion Two is chewing on her. Own. <laughs> oh right.
1: man! Uh,
2: but I yeah I, I've I've been getting yeah. my fill of Olympics, and one of the drawbacks yeah. is when I go back to work on Tuesday at the office is I won't be able to watch the live coverage, which I've been streaming. You know, because I, I get up at like seven in the morning, right. which is like prime time for them. Here's the thing: I don't get. I've been watching live coverage on NBC on right. their website, NBC.com. Yeah. Every fucking sport I watch is being broadcast and commentated by Brits. Every one of them. Doesn't matter what. Curling, skiing, hockey, short track, uh, the skeleton, all of it Brits. And I'm trying to figure out where the hell do we find all these British people to be broadcasters? Where the hell is all the Americans?
3: Well, I think Bob Costas probably infected all of them with his pus-weeping
2: eye. (laughs) That's how the zombie apocalypse starts. Jesus. Costas is patient zero. He's patient patient zero.
3: zero. Thing was disgusting i can't believe they put him on the air not one producer went ooh
2: and then it got it started off with one and then it, it like took over twitter yeah and that's all i really want to talk about then it gets to two i'm like all right this ain't getting any better no no i understand It's disgusting it's like 178 straight days of olympic coverage like i don't give a shit you're not you I'm know i'm fucking costas you're, you're not cal Ripken. get the, the fuck off yeah, yeah I, I don't even like you
3: yeah get some penicillin take a nap and call us bob get the fuck out of here
2: do they uh, Zana, do they still keep the American coverage uh trade of having an advertisement every twenty fucking seconds yeah. when they replay it at night on prime time on the networks yes when yeah. it's live coverage no breaks no commercials it's great yeah right. or if you watch the live feed if you watch the NBC live feed there's commercials well, of course that's it's very strange though that's how they it's on the money. same website right. But you know, I was starting to wonder. I'm but like, NBC, what if they, I wonder if you are pirating off the BBC. And just, that's,
3: just, well, no, no, no. That's the thing. NBC has the contract to broadcast in America.
2: Yes, they're
3: not the ones getting all the running all the live feeds.
2: Okay, I Th- thought they contracted. were. Okay, I thought they were set up to do all yeah. this. So we're just getting BBC stuff.
3: NBC, NBC. The way that the Olympic coverage is for them, the way they have their contract, if I recall correctly, and I believe I do, uh, they have. The rights to broadcast in America, they have all you know the broadcast and advertising rights and everything once it's here. Yep. and then they have on-site teams for, you know, your anchoring, your main coverage, your huge event coverage. But most of the like other events, like for example, fucking curling, yes, and you know the Czech versus Greece hockey game or whatever. It, NBC's not wasting money doing those. They have other people for that. There's other, you know, yeah. There's I, an actual I they've been company. putting them on CNBC, right.
2: USA. They've been putting them on. I've got the NBCSN. I've got that channel. Right. But uh, they,
3: I mean, but the NBC personnel aren't the ones recording that crap. They're not going to. Why would they pay them when they can farm it out? Yeah, you know? and
2: I guess that's what they must be doing. and yeah. in, in, in which case, well done on the BBC coverage. But I had to laugh. I saw an article on Drudge, and I read it, and I didn't believe it at first. I went. I actually had to go and look. Um, apparently, the Russian coverage Olympic Games is vastly different than how we do ours. I would imagine. Yes. Uh, in so far as calling our people ugly, uh, countless, <laughs> fat, <laughs> gross.
3: Look at this American cow. Yes. It,
2: actually, that's like what—that's exactly what oh they say. Oh my God, that's funny. And apparently, this is something they've done every single Olympics going back to like you know the Soviet days. Well,
1: yeah. It's
3: but if,
2: on okay, TV. Okay, but when I listen to our coverage or BBC coverage, it's. I mean everybody gets ramped up for whoever happens to be right competing at that time regardless of what country and then you listen to the Russians and it's not just America I mean we get the worst of it but if it's a, if it's you know a German or a Brit or right. a, you know the French they're getting both barrels man nice
3: That's uh, you know what even that when they me. you know
2: they they you know they go all out like come on you know whatever their you know you know Russian person is like yeah yeah come on you can do it you know don't against you know don't go against that crooked tooth American or I went back and actually oh listened to some of the stuff on YouTube, and it was translated. I mean, they made fun of the one guy in uh, uh, Summer Olympics saying he had a crooked spine. Yeah, he won, but he's got a crooked spine. So yeah, he's got the gold, but he's still ugly. I mean, shit Like that. I'm like, this is astounding. This is uh, this is great. Or the one they called him a whore. Like the only reason oh she could do the splits is because she used to taking it.
3: Awesome. And that's
2: a woman saying this. A Russian brought awesome. I mean commentator.
3: It's amazing. That's hilarious. I might uh, have to watch some of that. Have I
2: checked out the North Korean Olympic coverage? No, and I tell you what, I'm surprised North Koreans weren't there. I mean I know Are they're they
3: allowed out.
2: Uh <laughs> 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 That's kind of funny. I like that from Imager. It shows basically North Korea with forty six gold, the Soviet Union forty six silver, and China with forty six bronze. That's funny. Interesting that they, you know, decided to prefer Russia to China.
3: Well, you know, back in the day they used to. I assume someone just hasn't updated. Speaking of the
2: Germans, what a damn shame they didn't finish the job with the Russians during World War II. You know, Patton had a, had a pretty solid idea looking back at it now. Keep going east. Get the Germans to go with us. we got the army in the field. Why not? We're on both sides. Man. We're in Japan. We're in Germany. They're kind of caught in between.
3: Right. We just yeah. beat the Germans. They surrendered. Now they can work for us. Beautiful.
2: <laughs> get out of the front lines there, Kraut. <laughs> Hans. What's our job, bullet shield. <laughs> <laughs> time well, to get some revenge. We'd prefer
3: the Americans didn't die, Hans.
2: We've been doing that a lot lately. Anyways, uh, so again, which brings up a programming note. Next Saturday we'll be doing this show uh, at the same time, 7 to 10 p.m., because we will not be on the air Sunday. The closing ceremonies are on Sunday night, and I will not be missing them.
3: So, suck it.
2: Yep. Now that I've told you all to suck my nads, I have a favor to ask. Uh, This is something that's... Okay. Everybody knows that I work for a sports store as kind of a second job, actually. Varyar's father owns it, and I've worked for them for the better part of over a decade. Well, Rawlings Baseball Company is now running a a promotion starting tomorrow, February the 17th. I think that's tomorrow's yep. Monday. Through April the 7th, 50 days, they're going to give away 50 um, professional baseball mitts. And, they're really nice. Yeah, hard, hard, to hard to hide mitts. To hide. You people, most of the people listening have no idea.
3: Yeah, but they're still worth <clears> like $300.
2: Here's why it's important. Not just because you have a chance of getting a mitt. The reason why it's important is that they're doing this contest, this promotion through played against sports, the company, the franchises. Now, you can sign up for this thing, and you can sign up using a store as as kind of your uh, your inspiration for doing so. Right. The winning store actually will get a gold glove trophy. It's the same one that they hand out to the players in baseball. It's kind of like, for those who don't know, for a lot of our, our foreign listeners don't know, it's like an MVP trophy for each position on the field. The actual Rawlings Gold Glove Trophy. Very, very cool. Okay. What I'm asking for is starting tomorrow, you go to, it's playedagainstsports.com. Backslash, There's going to be a link right on the website. Right. It's going on the front page of, the, uh, of this radio station. This is kind of a big deal to me personally. I'm a huge baseball guy. Actually, it was kind of my idea to even throw this out to you people, so I'm really kind of counting on you to, to come to, really, to go to bat for us. Right. Uh, pun intended. Um, I will buy the gloves off you if you happen to win it, if any of them. Um, but I, I, I really want everybody within the side of my voice, everybody in the station, your friends, your neighbors, sign up as many times as you can. I, I want you to sign up for this. It's, again, com backslash Rawlings. When you go there and you know what I don't even know if it's up yet. Let's see it's if it's not. it's not you it, check today? Yep. Fuck. It, it doesn't okay. go
3: live until tomorrow. until tomorrow. That's why there's not a link up on the station yet. And folks, there's gonna be a link and you know, how to do it right on the front page so you can just go straight from there. We're gonna make it as easy as possible. But yeah, it doesn't go live until tomorrow. Yeah. Essentially
2: you. what you're going to do is you're gonna pick the North Olmsted store, O L M S T E D, North Olmsted Two Words, in Ohio, and that's in USA. Anywhere in the world you can sign up. We need to give, whichever store has the most people sign up gets this trophy. We want it. I, I want this thing because, it, there. Are, look, in the course of, of human life, the chance of you actually ever getting to see an actual one of these trophies in person is damn near nil. To actually have one, which I have every intention of lifting from the store before <laughs> I leave and taking with me, I don't think I've ever stolen anything in my life. That's going to be where I break my cherry. Don't tell your dad. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Dad. Dad, changed the locks.
3: (laughs) He's coming for the trophy.
2: I don't care if I have to put an Ocean's Eleven thing together. I will will have this trophy. (laughs) I will case out that joint. I will get George Clooney, and we will find a way to get that trophy. But in all seriousness, this is kind of a big deal. This is something that I would very much want, and it's something that would take you all of five seconds to help you do. Plus, it puts you in the running to get a mitt. I, I, again, most of you probably don't play baseball. For those of you who do, you know how will admit that your grandkids can use because the thing's never going to wear out. Nope. If you, if you get one, you could easily sell it on eBay for a couple hundred bucks. Fuck, I'll buy it from you for the right price. I'll mm-hmm. buy it from you and add it to my collection. I will be signing up. I'll be trying to find, make fake names and sign up. I don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, I was th- thinking about talking to a to, uh, legal tenor and see if he can make a macro and just, just make up <laughs> names and discard, just signing them up. I, I don't know if it's going to be one per household, one per IP address, one per what, but I plan on signing up everybody I know, and I would seriously ask that you do this for us. So there you go. All right, folks, it is now 8 o'clock. We have done absolutely nothing that we have on the agenda for this evening. We have uh, a couple segments. We have a lot of articles to get to. So we're going to go ahead and take a break and get this out of the way now. Now, Thwart the court. Again, we're doing 80s tonight. Again, since that's what you people like the most, 80s cartoons, music, toys, movies, whatever. Uh, This will probably be the final week where we do 80s anything, and then we're going to move on to something else next week. The 90s, that cultural wasteland. That's right. Better than the 70s. Ugh. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so Thorpe the Court is that tonight. So we have a lot of articles to get to. Much more to cover this evening. So stay right here.
0: This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised.
3: This is Invicta 1G of SS Radio, and you are listening to the Emperor on the Emperor's Court. He's back with the fire, and everybody's going to
1: burn.
2: All right, folks, we're back here in the Emperor's Court here on RivalCastMedia.com. I'm your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Vajar. hey And Lulu, who's passed out.
3: Yeah, she's, she's done. Yeah,
2: well, she's had a rough week. Uh, so it is just a two-man show this evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you're not an IRC... Uh, Good idea to join us, irc.quakenet.org, channel Rivalcast. Uh, We have a couple articles we're going to get to this evening. Actually, we have a bunch of articles. I'm not really sure to begin, but I guess we'll start here. Uh, This was, I'm sorry, not this one. Let's go to this one. This is from Um, Polygon.com. The Cold War on the adults only rating must stop if gaming is going to grow up. Essentially, what it goes on to say is, uh, here's a gist. And one of the things we're going to try going forward is, is we're reading the articles ahead of time. Now, this week, uh, that was not the case. I had not had a chance to go to Kalilu to send me the articles in advance, uh, a couple days in advance. Well, right. Anytime I hear somebody click, it's usually because something's not coming out. Uh, okay, never mind. Um, essentially, what the article is, it's going on to talk about the ESRB rating. And at the time that it came out, the idea was to kind of segment games out between games meant for kids, games meant for teens, games meant for adults, and that any kind of mainstream game these days that explores things like uh, sexuality or, you know, extreme violence, crime, things of that nature, will get labeled as an adults-only game, an adults-only rating, which is, as Polygon goes on to point out, which is the kiss of death for any mainstream game, because in order to buy one, you got to flash an ID, and you've kind of got, it's the, there's a stigma that goes with buying a game like that, I mean, it, it almost comes off kind of like you're buying a porn game when it's an adults-only type game. Right. And their point of is that there's got to be a way that you can go ahead and change the rating system or remove it altogether if gaming is going to grow at the mainstream because people are going to avoid certain things because they don't want the stigma of buying an adults-only type of game. Having said that, I don't know that I necessarily agree. Okay. Here, here's why the esr the esrb ratings are in there and they're voluntary ratings for a reason because the government doesn't right now really regulate games right okay now it's been a push-button topic for many years and every time there's a school shooting of course this is what comes up is that games are too violent games have you know guns games are yada 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 and the idea of the esrb rating in there is to keep the government out of it now the adults only rating is one of those If there's no kind of rating system, and they're saying that there's... I mean, there's got to be a way to tweak it, but essentially what they're doing is you're removing it. Right. I don't want any kid, my 14 year or 15-year-old kid, to be able to go in and buy a game that has adult content of this nature without me knowing. And if they remove that kind of rating, that becomes a possibility. I think there needs to be, you know, some segregation between different versions of the game, I mean, or different kinds of games for different kinds of people. There is. if Okay, but what they're saying is that needs to go away, is that that kind of rating, anything that gets hits with this 18 or over rating is death because now, you know, parents aren't going to buy it for their kids, you know, people aren't going to buy it for themselves because they're going to take a look at this and say, I, I don't want it. you know, it says, quote, no retailer wants the negative publicity that comes from selling a mature rated video game to a child. And every school shooting place the video game in- industry at risk for future legislation. It, it, I didn't go down far enough to read that, but that's essentially the exact same thing I just said, is that they're trying to keep it, that's why it's a voluntary uh, system, so we keep the government the hell out of it.
3: But it is, for the most part, a voluntary system that everyone participates in. And here's the thing, a- and here's, I think, where you and I are going to, I don't know, we'll see at the end of the argument where we end up. Okay. But guess what? They already have that. It's called rated M for mature. You have to be 17. So why does tacking on an extra year and making AO? You're right. AO is an instant. I mean, it's like putting a scarlet fucking letter on your. It's like
2: NC-17. Yeah. Or X-rated.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, putting AO basically means Japanese tentacle rape ahead. You know, warning. It's it's the little back room in the Korean ladies' video store. Mm -hmm. That's what AO has become, and you're right. No game that gets rated AO, and I'll be honest, the only thing that really gets rated AO is sex, and yet graphic violence, total amoralism like we see in Grand Theft Auto 5, which has torture, yeah, you know, aggressive sexual violence at some points, you know, it stops just short of the line, so it doesn't get rated AO. I don't understand what the point of AO is. They have to be a year older? Is that really switching people around? Because if, if it's going to stay a voluntary system, the difference between rated M for mature and rated AO is literally, literally, not even one of degree, but semantics. That's all it is. And we... we...
2: But even, I mean, even Polygon goes on to say it, it's, it's not just the AO, it's also the rated Mature. They don't want to sell any of those kind of games to a kid. Oh, no. And, and that's, why, that's why the USB exists. What they're saying is to remove all of those ratings, and let the people decide for themselves what to buy. And they bring up an example where the clerk often is the one who's put as the bad guy because they have to explain to the people buying it, hey, the game you're about to you know, buy for your you know, 14 or 13 or 12-year-old child has graphic violence, people blowing their heads off, you know, being able to run over hookers and get their money back, and more often than not, they become the bad guy because the parents don't want to hear all this nonsense. Right,
3: they don't. Right. I've been yelled at, like, oh, just give them the game. Uh, I'm sorry, I was just trying to tell you that he's going to anally sodomize, yes. you know, forcibly, a lady, and then he's going to yank some teeth out with pliers, and maybe I thought you'd want to be informed as a parent.
2: So if we take away those kind of, of, of ratings, do you think the parents are going to be happier at the end of it, saying, you didn't tell my kid, there's nothing on here, there's nothing that says it was mature for 18 and over? I had no idea.
3: You know what, though, and, and I th- this is almost more of a cultural as opposed to just specifically gaming question. But the fact of the matter is, whether you have the ratings or you don't, all right, say we keep the ratings. Okay. Now people are mad that I'm trying to, you know, not everyone. Plenty, there are a number of parents that are like, oh, thanks for telling me I didn't know GTA 5 was that bad. No, Timmy, go pick out something else. But there are plenty of parents that are like, oh, God, just give it to them. You know, I'm here, I'm gi- just give it to them. You know, I had a woman bitch me out a couple weeks ago because I made her kid prove to me that mom thought it was okay by going out to the car and getting her. Now, naturally, she was a goddamn whale and came in the door huffing and puffing. So I'm I'm terribly sorry for pulling her away from the Cinnabon she had stashed in the center console. But I just wanted to make sure that Timmy didn't grow up to be the next Dahmer.
2: See, the problem is that, you know what, for everybody that, for every person that you're going to inconvenience, all right, I'd rather you do that because what's going to end up happening is one of these assholes is going to go ahead and bring up the, the is going to get the parent you know the the parent television council or whatever you know activist group they can get. They're going to sue the gaming industry, saying you no longer have anything in there to protect our children. Right. It's become a massive fuck up. It's going to go before a Senate committee, and everything's going to go away.
3: It's your fault. Well, that's I mean that's kind of my thing. It doesn't matter either way. The industry loses. Because the parents don't want to take responsibility. If I'm trying to enforce the SRB as it stands, I'm an asshole. If we take away the system, the same thing happens. It's just, its look, it's parents not parenting. That's what it is. I, the Xbox know. is the babysitter, and the industry's going to loo- I mean, the industry always is going to lose that fight.
2: Voyeur, as a kid, did you ever get away with something your parents didn't know about?
3: All the fucking time.
2: Okay, were your parents bad parents? No. Okay. I got away with a lot of stuff, too. A lot of stuff. My parents never knew about it. My parents yeah. were fucking Nazis. They're not bad parents. Uh they did very well to make sure that I was, you know, brought up the correct way and, and saw things right. right. So to say it's it's parent it's bad parents, and this is something that I agree with, and something we we brought up on the show, and I think a lot of people, you know, in media have brought it up as well that that it comes down to the parents parenting, but you know what. It, where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, if people, especially when it comes to video games, kids love games. Yeah. And if there's no longer a rating system, if I as a clerk no longer give a shit who wants to buy this thing, uh, you know what? Ten year old wants to buy Grand Theft Auto. Ah, fuck it. You got the sixty bucks. Here you go, kid. Not That's my fine. responsibility. I don't care anymore. The kid's gonna buy it. Uh, the parent may not know about it.
3: All right. Here's okay. Here's my question.
2: Uh, how old were you when you first saw?
3: I don't know a, a naked girl. I mean, 10, I'm not. 11? Yeah, I mean, like a picture, not yeah. not like necessarily in person touching a boob. Like yeah. Okay, yeah. That's probably. I think that's probably about when I, you know, saw porn for the first time in some form or another. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a long time ago. I was too young for me to really put a date on it, but I know it was when I was little. Didn't turn me into a rapist. You know, the violence. Look, I mean, it's whether do you believe the studies that say video games cause violence or not. For me, it's all about being an involved See, now you're parent. pulling
2: in something from outside, trying to pull it in as, as part of the argument that isn't No, it.
3: no, no, that's not... Because... I, I'm I, just saying that I don't think the ratings are what control... I, I don't think the content's what's...
2: Regardless of whether or not I believe those... Uh, uh, that research that says, you know, uh, uh, an eight-year-old playing violent right. feeding come a violent person...
3: You just don't want him to see it.
2: Right. Okay. I, I don't want to see someone's head being blown off. I, I don't want to see, him, you know, graphic sex. I don't want them having access to those kind of games, and right now, with the you know the rating system that's in place, prevents that. You know, if a clerk is doing their job, to your point, making the whale unload herself, you know, out of her van, yeah. come waddling in there to go ahead and prove it. You know, she may get pissed off, but you know what? That's the way it is. Yeah. And if it wasn't like that, things would be a fuckload worse, especially once the government get involved. And you better believe you, especially the left, they want to get their hooks into this thing. Yeah. You know what? I take it back. I'm sorry. I take it back. It's not just left. It's both sides of the aisle. The eye. right would love to send. They some would of the zones love to get their hooks into this. Right. I the, agree. This the air service is the only thing keeping them at bay, and in, in, in that by a very thin margin. It's not just the air service specifically. I'm talking about ratings in general. Right. As long as we're trying to police our own, at least we're showing we're saying, "Hey, we're doing our best." Now it's up to the parent to do his part or her part. I agree. If I go to Polygon and say, you know what, if you want video games to continue to expand, if you want them to become more mainstream, then you've got to stop being so damn, you know, tight on your censorship. You know what? Fuck that. They sold a billion dollars worth of of Call of Duty when it came out. Don't tell me the game, the video game industry is not expanding.
3: I don't. I'm not sure that. Well, I think it depends on exactly how you take it, because. I agree with you. I Look at this way.
2: Look at this way. Okay, if you're a parent, the
3: mature rating stops no one. The AO all of a sudden is because, a crushing right, fucking way. Right,
2: because it's and I understand what their point is. It's it's the scarlet letter. I right. get that. But you know what? If a parent really wants their kid to have, there doesn't mind that 14, 15, and 16 year old, then she's gonna get out of her van with her Cinnabon, waddle in there, and say, "Just give my kid the game." Right. Fine. Now you've accepted the responsibility of whatever happens afterwards. Right. I did my job, the rating did its job, and the kids still got the game because the parent agreed. The parent is now doing parenting. I'm aware of the risks. I'm aware of the game. Here you go.
3: Or at least they're giving their consent and telling me they don't care. But, I don't know, I just, to me, the existence... Well, the funny, here's here's kind of the funny thing, though. It, I, it, it astonishes me because most people, the vast majority of people, I think at least in GameStop which is not a shining example of humanity on its best day i mean the people that come in there just give us it's all that the walmart bad gaming it's know. horrible
2: but yeah
3: the vast majority of customers at least think that the esrb is the government yes
2: and you know they what they don't realize and it's a n- voluntary but thing but you know what the gaming industry doesn't want to mention that they don't as no, long as not. they think the gov- it's a government thing they believe it's written in stone and they're fine with that. Right. They're fine. They're absolutely fine with that. Yeah. Court says there are so many variables surrounding this issue that it's pretty much an endless circle jerk argument of finger pointing. Nature versus nurture, genetic predisposition. But you know what? I'm not pulling any of that in. And that's kind of why I stopped Voyer from doing that when it yeah. comes to research. To me it comes down to basic economics, okay. which is with this rating, some games are gonna have a stereotype or gonna have a stigma with them and they're not gonna sell as well. So it's up to the manufacturer or the developer to make a game that's not going to have those things in there to get that. It's the same with movies, dude. You know what? If you don't want your movie to have uh, tons of times, movies have, have scenes that are deleted or edited or changed, so they get an R rating instead of an NC-17. Right, that's
3: why the unrated version. There you
2: go. Right. And again, uh, parenting, ver- parents, parenting is simple. Let them come in, buy the game for their kid, because now the onus is on them. I like having that rating system in place. I want people keeping their hands off of my hobby. It's one of the few things these days that the government, at least so far, doesn't have its mitts in.
3: That's a very valid point. I'm switching teams. Can I be on your team now? (laughs) (laughs) Argument one. (laughs) Back to the ESRB. ESRB for everybody.
2: I, I understand where Polygon's going, and I don't necessarily disagree with the fact that that they want to expand gaming. I want it to expand, too. Right. And I believe as things change... Look, I mean, it was taboo to have have a gay marriage or any kind of gay relations or, or lesbian relations with your characters in gaming even though just a couple of years ago. That's changed. As things with, with society progress and change, some things become more acceptable, some things won't. Right. Everything, you know... It, the only thing about this, for sure, is change. You think things are bad here? Australia's got an even worse setup than we do, as far as what they censor. China's worse than Australia.
3: The German federal government has an entire bureau dedicated to banning games young people can't see. It's actually called like the Bad for Young People Bureau or some shit like right. that. It's China's got name. something
2: very similar. Yeah, uh, and I know Australia bans games. I I think. I could be wrong uh, if somebody can fact-check me on this one, but I believe that Grand Theft Auto wasn't allowed to be sold in Australia.
3: I think you might be right about that. V-Rex,
2: stupid question. I know the SRB is not government-related, but is the MPAA? I want to say it is. What about books? The content is there. I highly doubt Barnes & Noble screens the way they do for games.
3: Yeah, the sad part there is uh, not a lot of young people heading to Barnes & Noble to read that.
2: Sticky but you that. know what? There are sections, at least in bookstores, there used to be sections where that were adult only that had books and things that that you could only go back there if you were 18 and over. Like the I remember, <laughs> children can't harness
3: the don't foul. unleash. Yeah. 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 The foul I remember. The
2: I remember these things called video stores where you could Wait. rent movies. Whoa, Hold I know, on. and they came on VHS and everything. And yes, yes, and Jeez. there used to be this little you know room in the back. They had this little curtain and it's an adult eighteen and over and a sign above it. And you'd always see some college kid kind of looking both ways, you know, their eyes a little shifting, kind of making sure that no one saw them kind of, you know, pulling their jacket up over their face and then ducking into it.
3: And yet the little Korean lady behind the register knows and is judging them. Yep.
2: And writing down their names, writing down the descriptions. Hmm. Uh, my point being that those kind of things do exist, where you they do the try to segregate stuff talks. like that.
3: Yeah. That's uh, a very valid point.
2: Uh, Baron Von Ghost, who writes in, the MPAA is voluntary, so it's not government. Okay. All right, then. So there well, you go. It is That's voluntary. how you
3: keep the government from regulating. You regulate your fucking self.
2: Right. And you know what? There has to be some kind of, of self-policing. And I'm not saying a, a ton. Ta- Shut up, Uma. VHS. Oh, my God. That was such a long time ago. There we go. Uh,
3: I, Tim was talking about the curtain room, and that's where, where I'm touched touched me. me.
2: Mm. <laughs> Can you show him the doll where Emperor grabbed you? everywhere Now for some levity. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he was so handsy. Let's talk about movie crossovers.
2: You can do this on crack.com. All
3: right. Uh six do you want me to just go through it?
2: We're, yeah, we'll okay. just rifle right through it.
3: Six baffling video games adapted from famous movies and shows. Okay.
2: Uh, did Ra- just I just to hit the top of them? Yeah, I just go through them just
3: All right. Number 6. Home Improvement features Tim Allen fighting dinosaurs, aliens, and sanity.
2: I was not aware that there was a Home Improvement video game for the Super Nintendo. Oh shit, there it oh is! Oh my god! It looks like it looks like Ash from uh 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 Arby of Darkness. It does. I, this I, is my boomstick. I guess that's a saw, and he's fighting a velociraptor.
3: <laughs> it's like Home Improvement meets <laughs> shitty platformer Turok. Oh. Do you think when he? <laughs> I was gonna go with. Do you think when he slices the dinosaur, he goes? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is terrible! No, that isn't an illustration for a fan fiction. Develop about Tim Allen seducing dinosaurs. There really was a home improvement game that sent Allen's character on an adventure across. Jesus, really? Okay,
2: now wait a minute. In his defense, he was a cocaine addict. I can only imagine this is one of his cocaine trips <laughs> that they described to developers. Now, this is how it's going to work.
1: All right, guys.
2: Dinosaurs!
3: I did an eight ball last night, and I took a <laughs> magical trip to a land where dinosaurs still ruled. Did you see Jurassic Park 2? It was like Jurassic Park 2, but I had a chainsaw and a tool belt, and I fought them with the power of carpentry. And
2: Al had a nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> and thank God Wilson next door gave us advice on how to get past the last boss. What's the matter, neighbor? Well, Wilson, I can't seem to beat the boss. Well, you know, there's a way about that. (laughs) (laughs) What you want to do is use your double jump power. Uh, Oh,
3: my God. Looking at the screenshots, it's just hysterical. (laughs) It's almost like they were making a different game. But they couldn't find the money to finish it up, so they got Tim Allen, the home improvement guys, to like sponsor it and throw their name on it. And then they just put their characters <laughs> Here, in there.
2: I'm sorry. If we accept the that this is Tim's Coke-fueled fantasy theory, <laughs> this is the part where we start the street fight with a hooker. <laughs> nice.
3: Oh, that's fantastic.
2: Moving on. Sorry I got distracted by this. Oh, hi there. I don't know what that is. Boobs. but I'll be going back to that. Boobs. All right. Really? Okay. Porkies
3: for Atari is Frogger with pixelated boobs at number five. Bonus
2: points if you're old enough you even know what Porky's is.
3: That's true.
2: I'm actually, okay, here's some, really, this is, we're watching the Atari game footage on this. It, it's like a GIF.
3: I don't, what's it, I mean, I guess the strippers and police cars are supposed to be the Porky's tie-in. Yes. Because this is old school, all right? The game
2: features four levels that adorably try to recreate scenes from the movie using the Atari 2600's finest pixels.
3: Jesus, it's terrible.
2: You have to cross the street, frogger style, to get to the titty bar. Well, oh, that makes sense. In a total inversion of the spirit of the original, you actually have to avoid the strippers instead of going after them.
3: Well, they didn't even make it faithful to the movie, That.
2: Right. <laughs> that looks like Pitfall.
3: That does look a lot looks like It looks exactly
2: Pitfall. like Pitfall. Porky Strip Club is located on an old nuclear waste burial ground. <laughs> What the hell is that? Okay, that's a disco ball and a chick dancing in the center, I guess?
3: So you're trying to get to her? And then you have to avoid the strippers? What the hell? Why would you want to avoid them?
2: Once you get back to the street and successfully avoid these terrifying strippers, you must climb the scaffold while avoiding Porky himself and then finally blow up the club.
3: So this is some anti-naked girl terrorist? I guess. Because that's not how Porky's works.
2: That's the entire game. You can beat it in two minutes. (laughs) <laughs> Amazingly, the game was successful enough to be remade on the Atari 800 home computer, albeit with slightly better graphics. <laughs>
3: Still shitty. Still shitty. <laughs> All right. Really, March of the penguin penguin penguin. Peng, Pen- nice. March of the Penguins is a ridiculous Lemmings knockoff. That adorable movie that thrilled children and women everywhere with how cute the penguins were. How cute the penguins were! And it turns out, then, just like
2: lemmings, where they just going off the, the ice ha- shelf into the shark's mouth? That's
3: the funny part, because the most hated scene in the movie was when like one of the penguins gets swallowed uh, by n- a like a yeah like a seal or a sea lion or something. Fuck shit. you, nature! And now in the game, fuck it, we're gonna kill them all. So apparently, you're guiding the penguins to a remote magical place. It's called heaven, and they, <laughs> <laughs> they follow each other around in a line. And they're, they just keep marching So you have to Use objects in the game And put them down and basically put alter their path <laughs> Well, <laughs> literally uh, And alter their path You know, like tents that they'll bounce off of And there's like ice slides and ramps And basically you're altering the landscape To try and get them to go where you want And it's, that's it Over and over again Except without, you know A payoff they just get to the promised land of penguins, which is, ironically, that ice floe over there. Nothing special.
2: I'm sorry, I'm looking at this shirt. And... <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's amazing.
2: It's Captain Picard on his knee with a ring in his hand proposing to Commander Riker says, engage. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, Good she's boy. passed out. She would have found that funny. She would have. Number three. <laughs> oh, God. MTV, of course. This
3: this was inevitable. This one, ladies and gentlemen, was inevitable. Pimp My Ride becomes a bizarre, shitty GTA ripoff.
2: Well, the graphics look better than I thought it would have.
3: Well, it looks like, you know, like Grand Theft Auto 2 or 3. And, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Pimp My Ride game and just put out a shittier version of Grand Theft Auto starring exhibit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, So, apparently, in this game, you ram into other cars until they shit money. (laughs) I'm not exaggerating. You keep ramming them until money comes out. And that's how you pay for your upgrades. And, you know, repairs, insurance bill, negligent homicide, fines, lawyer costs.
2: (laughs) Out of nowhere, without warning, your character starts doing breakdance moves as your GTA knockoff turns into Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, my God.
3: (laughs) That is amazing. And it says
2: pimping. And it tests tests your level of pimping.
3: This is a side mission. (laughs) It's just hitting the A button over and over again to make him break dance. As long as you do it in time, it tells you you're pimping.
2: This guy's doing pretty well. He crap. He he fills up his entire pimping level.
3: That is horrific. All right, number two. Waterworld on the Virtual Boy. The Virtual Boy. Jesus. The
2: Virtual. Jesus Christ. I think I had one of these. If All right. I, this is the one with this is like the 3D version that gives you a headache, right? Or makes yeah. you go blind. Yeah. Yeah. I had this once. I used it once. Got such a bad headache. No kidding. No lie. My parents took it back to the store, and said my kid is you know having horrible headaches from trying to play this. Just
3: sitting in the car, having a seizure, frothing at the mouth. <laughs> They're returning it on the way to the hospital. Are you
2: okay? Uh,
3: games, doctor. All red. Oh, it's terrible. All right. Did you ever see Waterworld? Yes. Okay. Sadly.
2: Well, I yeah. Actually, I think I've seen it recently in the last it, few months. It was, it
3: was one of it's one of Costner's many post-apocalyptic travesties. But I mean, all right. The I name like the is. New will movie coming up. <laughs> <laughs> the name is not deceptive. The entire world is covered in water, so to have a game like this, where there's no ocean, just boats floating around in space, apparently, is retarded. And that's what this is. It's red. It's black. And there's like half people riding jet skis in space.
2: It's Actually, pretty. I see what it does. It looks like space. It's yeah. all. Then again, I mean, it's the Virtual Boys. Everything was red and black, anyways.
3: That's a very well. That's a valid point. But still, it's pretty shitty looking and embarrassing. And you know. Nintendo has done their best to erase the Virtual Boy from the memories of gamers everywhere.
2: Except for those who went blinded by it. Oh, no, nice. Again, most bonus points to anybody who knows this one.
3: The Dallas Quest, number one, turns Dallas into a Dr. Doolittle simulator.
2: Bonus points for those still alive when Dallas was a show. I'm not talking about the remake. They tried to bring it back on TNT that flopped. I'm talking about the original Dallas. One of the... I don't know, most storied um, soap operas of all time? Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's it's literally like Valium for housewives.
2: For those who missed the 80s. It's
3: what put them down in the afternoon for their nap.
2: Soap opera about a bunch of rich people scheming, manipulating, and sexing each other somewhere in the state of Texas. All right.
3: And by 1984, it was apparently popular enough to be turned into a game for the Commodore 84.
2: 64. Or 64, sorry. What the what fuck?
3: So apparently... Between all of the manipulation and sex and scheming... This looks like Zork. You conspire with a giant rat in the barn.
2: You're in and, the barn. Yeah. You see giant rat. Well... Which is apparently
3: the size <laughs> of a small horse.
2: Drop cat. The cat is so terrified by the giant rat that it dashes out the barn door in a cloud of dust. And then it says, well, with a question mark. This is just like Zork, except that they have like a little graphic of its giant rat at the top of it. I love Zork, by the way. What? Oh, You've been God. eaten by a Gru. All
3: right.
1: What, what
3: the <laughs> hell is this? No, I don't know. So, apparently, if you think too hard about the fact that there's a giant rat there, the rat decides that you have overstayed your welcome. He leaves for your throat. In a few moments, you are dead. Tour quest is ended. Care to try again? So, in Dallas, Texas, beware of millionaires because they will manipulate and scheme. And if they take you to their barn, beware of the giant
2: rat. There are multiple puzzles where the answer is, give drugs to an ape. What? <laughs> the monkey takes some tobacco from the pouch, examines it cautiously, and then begins to chew it with great enjoyment. The show, to show his appreciation, he untangles your parachute and to and you drop to the ground below.
3: Phenomenal. Uh,
2: oh, notice the little leopard off here to the side.
3: So the answer of getting by the giant rat, yes. uh, you have to put some sunglasses on an owl and then have it eat the rat. Duh. Got it. Yeah. This is Dallas? This is all true, lady. We're not making this shit
2: up. My grandmother used to watch Dallas and talk about it with my mom, and I don't remember any of this as being part of that. What the (laughs) hell is this?
3: (laughs) So while floating on a riverboat with all of your millionaire friends, a bunch of hungry, hungry hippos, fresh from Africa, apparently?
2: Yes, because there's monkeys and leopards. Why not?
3: uh, Come to eat the boat. So you have to play row, row, row your boat on a bugle that you picked up, or they'll kill you. And eat you like marbles.
2: I like the thing at the end. Of course, with the Dallas revival currently on the air, a Dallas Quest sequel is inevitable. We're thinking it's going to be something like Mass Effect, but with even weirder sex scenes.
3: Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I had
2: no idea that any of these games were, were given game. I mean, any of these uh, uh, TV shows I. and movies were given games. Now, I guess Waterworld I get because they pumped so much money into it and they made it it's supposed to be this blockbuster thing. But the Virtual Boy? I would have thought that would have been a game you would have kicked out for one of your major consoles. Not that piece of shit. And I, you know what, is it Pimp My Ride, I guarantee that would probably made money. Oh, yeah. For the PlayStation 2. You know what? Kalilu, do me a favor. See if you can find any kind of sales number four. Pimp My Ride for the PlayStation 2. Are there pink dancing hippos? No. No, they were blue, actually, at least in the screenshot. And the monkey shot, JR. <laughs> Give me the tobacco.
1: Jesus
3: that would be a much better show. I'd watch that.
2: Oh, and more, as much as I love animals, I hated March of the Penguins. I actually fell asleep when we watched it in class. They made you watch that in class? Thank you, Leet. Pay my ride for PlayStation 2. Uh, let me see. Take a look. I I, don't know, I this is from Amazon. Amazon.com. No, 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 no. Sales, sales no. numbers. This isn't how many units they sold, but you can apparently pick it up at <laughs> Amazon for 5 bucks.
3: And you'll save $9.
2: Or you can, you know, get the emulator and the ROM and pay nothing. By the way, uh, I'm really enjoying uh, the remake of Final Fantasy, uh, The Lion War. I know I keep saying I've been playing it. Yeah. But I, I, I've got into the habit of now leveling up all my characters because I have, having played the game through a couple times, right. I know what skills I need. The problem is now when I start advancing the storyline, I'm just ruffle-stomping everything because nice. I'm so far yeah. more powerful than I need to be. So I... I want to get certain classes. There's like 40 different job classes. They added a bunch. Okay. So I, I can't. I'm trying to unlock all these different job classes. The problem is it's far in excess of what I need right. to get through the next part of the storyline. So uh, you're just beating
3: unholy ass.
2: And I need to slow down. The problem is there's a multiplayer aspect to it, which wasn't too bad. I remember when Baron and I used to uh, try playing it on the uh, PSP. Obviously, you can't do that when you're playing the ROM version. Right. Let's see. Uh, Pit my ride. Wikipedia. Game rankings. Of Metacritic gave a score of thirty-seven percent. Not surprisingly, uh, there was a Wii version. Thirty-five percent for the Wii version. Wow. The PSP version was cited as the worst version of all and scored significantly lower than the other two versions. With critics deriding the game's frame rate, gameplay mechanics, and replay value. All right, I like this replay quote. value.
3: This quote is perfect. Alex Navarro of GameSpot described I keep wanting to say stop. Described the PSP version and summed it up by saying this. There is no version of Pimp My Ride worth recommending to anyone, but the PSP version is definitely the one that should be most actively avoided. It sounds like fucking plutonium.
2: Nauseatingly choppy frame rate. A sequel named Pimp My Ride Street Racing developed by Virtuoso and published by Activision. Was released in two thousand nine for the PS two and the n- 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 that Nintendo DS. Yeah. But it doesn't say how many of course they probably don't know. <clears throat> it doesn't say how many units sold.
3: Enough to make them want to do a cycle, apparently.
2: I, I guess. The highest it scored on anybody was four point nine out of ten from Game Zone. No, five out of ten from Team Xbox.
3: Ew. Well, they obviously don't know anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, God, look at all the different publications. There are far too many of these, far too many of these. I'm
3: I, fifteen billion dollar official
2: Xbox. Toss it. Official PlayStation. Toss it. Official Nintendo. Oh, that's right. They closed on Nintendo Power. Yes, they did. The only mm-hmm. one I actually paid attention to. I missed Nintendo I Power. Did. I grew up with that. Mace. I did.
3: I looked forward to it every getting month. The, right. You know, a Nintendo Power would come, and
2: you'd read yeah. the articles, you'd see the centerfold, and you'd get the you know strategies for the next game that you wanted to play. Right. Ooh, Samus. I uh, like, oh, she's the one of the month. Okay.
3: Sakani found <clears throat> numbers, and it apparently sold over 100,000. He can't find exact numbers, but he knows that.
2: I, you, okay. Well, let's assume that's correct. Would that, I, I mean, obviously it spawned a sequel. I guess 100,000 units sold would be enough for a sequel for a game? Well,
3: uh, based on Amazon, it originally sold for, like, 15 or 20 bucks or some shit, so... Yeah. Well, it was an
2: MTV game, so maybe it wasn't that, you know, that's a few that, million, that could be.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a few million bucks.
2: When you're just ripping off a game that already exists. Right.
3: It's you know.
2: <laughs> When it costs $500 to make the game, that's pure profit, says Anna. <laughs> well said. That's phenomenal. <clears throat> uh, da, 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 da. Okay, this one. um, Interesting. As we head into the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, this is from the Metro, metro.co.uk. Terrifying moment. Man shoves girlfriend down 10-foot manhole caught on television. Uh, <clears throat> I am going to, it's only a couple paragraphs, so I'm going to read this. Uh, this is the terrifying moment a man grabbed his girlfriend and shoved her down a 10-foot manhole. The woman, known only as Guo, was stuck underground in Haiku City, China, for two and a half days before she was rescued by passers-by who heard her frantic calls. She had been found in her underwear and was drained of energy after fighting to keep her head above water for 60 hours. Quote, I did not not sleep at all the first night I fell in the manhole. Okay, the first night, so she must have slept at some point. I could see the darkness around... Really? Okay, I'm going to read that one again. I could see the darkness around me. I thought that I would not be choked to death if I looked up. The victim said she had been attacked by her boyfriend on December the 12th over a debt of 100,000 yuan, or about... 10,000 pounds That he owed her The man was arrested For the attempted murder Of the woman And later confessed To his crime
3: You know what time it what? is What? <laughs> Play
0: the horn <laughs> Alright Someone's getting railroaded All aboard The <laughs> train that's of that's injustice The whistle's got Woo What well, you want
2: Woo woo It's that Woo woo Alright Explain this one uh, This should be good
3: Alright mm-hmm. Now first of all People should know. Normally... I'm drinking
2: now quickly while I can. Yeah.
3: Normally, M or Kalilu, or whoever sends in these articles, and I don't see them beforehand, they just pick the ones that they think would be hilarious to see if I can do it. This one, I wanted to see if I could do it. I saw this one earlier today, and when I got here, I told him. When I read this article, my first reaction was, this is fucking indefensible. How... I mean, because he didn't just push her down there. He then, you know, wiped his hands... Did the little poker I'm out thing and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> for all I know, he breakdance like exhibit down the street while he his
2: and score went up.
3: <laughs> he kept that pimp hand strong. So I'm reading this. My first thought was, holy shit! How could you possibly justify this? Then the other side of my brain kicked in and went, Oh, you can <laughs> prove it. So let's talk about this for a minute because this one we're going to get a little in depth. There's a lot to you know. There's a lot of good things happening in this article. There's a lot of lessons <laughs> lot of to be things. learned. Okay. And, uh- I think we need to first God. look at the nature of men and women, gender roles in society,
2: and relationships. Viewer's opinions are not necessarily those of the Empress <laughs> Court, the Rivalcast Media, or its sponsors. And all your hate mail may be derived to var1g at rivalcastmedia.com.
3: Please feel free. I'll read your hate mail and I'll take Because I'm how the one wrong. usually gets it. Go ahead. All right. So, first of all, think about it. Two people are walking down the street, right? Okay. Their boyfriend and girlfriend. Presumably they have some mild interest in each other to spend time with each other, right? Fair. Then all of a sudden, one of them pushes the other into a hole, laughs, and books out. That cannot be unprovoked. I call bullshit. Okay. You know, you have to think about this. Because in our society, and I I don't know about Chinese norms, I'm just going to assume they're the same as ours. You can't hit girls, all right? Women always want us to understand them, but you have to understand us too, women. Men are simple creatures. We're really not that far removed from caveman days. We tolerate your annoying <laughs> yapping and... I watched the video oh my the God. Oh, and he puts the... Yeah, he puts no, no, the, no. no have you watched just, the video? Yeah, and, he, and then he runs away. He
2: stuffs her down there... Then he puts the manhole cover back over top of it. And he leaves. Then he puts a board over the manhole cover and walks away. See ya.
1: Get down there. Get down there. Get down
3: there. But that's the thing. You know what? You're yapping the whole time, bugging him about how you want to go out more. How you want to do more. Why doesn't my mother like you? Why can't you be more <laughs> like Jenny's what, uh, husband, Todd? You know, blah, 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 blah. You know what she's probably bugging him like that other mall jumper we talked about she wanted to go shopping more well obviously he has financial troubles he had to borrow ten thousand pounds and to add insult to injury she kept bugging him about that too listen he's gonna get a job okay but first <laughs> the band's gonna make it right <laughs> and you have to believe if you're gonna date this guy you have to believe that the band's gonna make it too and you're gonna get your money back because this is partially her fault and i think we all know okay that. Right. Because the other thing is, women are always telling you, well, you have to understand my side. You have to understand my feelings. Well, guess what, women? Like I said, men, simple, not complicated. When we get aggravated, we, we want to hit things. All right, think about it. When you wake up in the morning to your alarm, what's the first thing you do?
2: Hit the alarm. You
3: hit the snooze button. Yeah, that's right. Right? True. Exactly. If an intruder comes to your house in the middle of your night, you're not getting flowers and inviting him in for tea. You're going to hit him.
2: That's right. I am. Ah.
3: And you know what? Mm-mm. Iraq, Afghanistan, our troops over there, shooting lots of (laughs) hajis, Yeah. And a lot of people think it's because they're terrorist freedom-hating scum, right? No. It's actually because they all chant Allahu Akbar really loud, and that bothers us. (laughs) So men's first instinct is to hit. That's So every minute we're not hitting you, that is a triumph of love and affection that you should treasure for the rest of your life. So no. She's going on and on and on about her mother and the $10,000 and why don't we go out more and the $10,000 and finally he can't take it and he knocks her down a well. But that brings up another thing we have to think about. Okay. That brings up one other thing. Again, let's not even look at the proximate cause. Not what fight spawned this guy into shoving her into a manhole, putting the manhole back on top and running away dancing and laughing in glee as he refound his balls and his freedom. <laughs> But there's something else we have to talk about, because it's not just this woman's fault. It's every woman's fault. Every woman goes up to their friend Steve and says, Oh, Steve, why can't more guys be like you? You understand me, and you're so sensitive. Oh, I wish my boyfriend were a lot like you. But at the end of the day, Steve's not the one that's getting to stuff her like a stocking now, is he? This is free market economics, people. If you gave me $10 every time I punched a kitten, but then told me not to punch the kitten, I'm punching the kitten over and over and over. They're collecting that sweet, sweet money. Exactly. So when women use their vaginas to incentivize such asshole behavior, they have to expect this. Guess what? If you'd let Steve give you the deep dicking that Guo was giving you, you'd have more guys acting like Steve. But instead, Steve's stuck in the friend zone forever. He's like a goddamn refugee from East Germany just trying to climb the wall, but there's a death line and he can never get to the sacred pussy. <laughs> also known as West Germany in this analogy. <laughs> So he's just trapped. He's trapped. He's the nice guy. You tell everyone you want. But at the end of the day, it's Gwauw with his $10,000 of debt and his beatings and his manhole cover that you are letting fuck you. And guess what? That's why you're incentivizing asshole behavior, women. You want to know why chivalry's dead? Because you keep fucking gangsters. Boom. Can you dig it? One man snap. Not a tragedy. Not even a statistic. I say (laughs) another.
2: That had everything. Geopolitics, men versus women, hajis, Brown people, the war in Afghanistan, (laughs) the friend zone. I just can't get over the video of it it's it really
3: is very they're kind of just video. walking
2: along and it's raining she's holding up a uh, an umbrella if you're not watching the video of this so this walking along they're kind of moving quickly and he's kind of shoving her and then all of a sudden just he shoves her right down the, he sees it and it's a piece I don't know if it's wood or something and he kind of shoves her down there she doesn't fall right away so he's stuffing her umbrella through it puts the manhole cover back on then picks up a board and puts it... He stops on the manhole cover to make like sure it he goes back it in. stops it down, yeah. Then he picks up... I don't know what that is. It looks like a board?
3: Yeah. plywood. plywood?
2: Something. He's smoking a cigarette, takes it out, walks along.
3: Yup. See ya. Well, and I will say this. Like, when I first saw this article, I didn't watch the video, and I didn't read a real in-depth one. I just read the brief summary. <laughs> yeah. And I started thinking about it, and I got all this stuff in my head, and I'm like, oh, I gotta nail this. So, but then I went back and read it, and... In her defense, so it's maybe not totally her fault. In her
2: defense, right. Right, okay.
3: Invalidating some of my other arguments, this wasn't just they're walking along, she's nagging and he pushes and she goes into the manhole cover and he keeps going on happy and free and single again. Uh, he actually premeditated the crap out of this. Like it was like. A so p- that's
2: why the the little board was, or the little yeah. thing was over top of the it's, hole, so she couldn't see. It's it.
3: like a it's like a freaking African tiger trap that he set up for. Like, oh, honey, why don't we go for a stroll? And like the night before, he set the scene, put a board on top, or like some cardboard on top, so she wouldn't see it. Oh, well, no let's, shit. Let's, let's turn left down Baker Street. This alley should be great this time of night. And then, boom! <laughs> in the hole she goes. He puts the manhole back on and books out. <laughs>
2: He's smoking a cigarette, takes it off, and walks off as if nothing is wrong.
3: Oh, yeah. Smoking a cigarette, having a great time.
2: You know, and it, 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 this is not in her favor, but she is not the most attractive-looking woman either. Uh, you don't do that to a hottie. I'm just pointing it out. That's <clears throat> true. In Cleveland, this is why Varyar is single. <laughs> I the do friend sure. zone is now known as the manhole. <laughs> 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 well done, v <B-Rec. laughs> Oh, Christ. Oh, my kidney hurts now. <laughs> <laughs> we got another yeah. stone, people. Uh, um, You know what? I, we still got to do the uh, bail bag, too. Uh, folks, get your questions, comments, opinions, into emperor one net. We're going to do it right after the uh, top of the hour. You know what? We're going to want to take our break now. Where it's uh, 9 o'clock. We're actually keeping pace with our breaks. This is nice. See what happens when we have Lulu yapping in our ears? Oh, uh, she's uh, she's out asleep to hear it. I don't understand how she can uh, as loud as we are and I she's know. behind us on the couch and just out like a light. Well, she did have three glasses of Rebel red and just well, that'll done. Be, yeah. All right folks, uh we're going to take a break. When we come back, a uh, couple more articles to go. Um we have the mailbag, fourth court, again, 80s stuff. Get your questions ready. I expect you to come, you know, come hard with your questions.
0: We'll see how it goes. Uh when we come back, we'll do all that. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. (laughs) Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised.
3: This is DTD from Sheep Moon, and you're listening to The Mighty Emperor and The Emperor's Court on RivalCastMedia.com. Bow down to the God King of the Internet.
2: All right, folks, we're back here on The Emperor's Court here on RivalCastMedia.com. I am your host, The Emperor, joined in studio by hey Heyo! Uh, we were just catching up on some Olympic coverage. They're just showing the uh, Super Combined, which I watched live last night at 2 o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep. Um, they're on skier number 12, and I can't imagine they're going to go through all 63 of them. But the last three guys are just wiped out. I, I I'm just looking into this. Like, let's just scan on ice, dude. It was a waste. Yeah. Well, it's slush. Oh, excuse me, I had to belch there. Uh, get your questions, comments, opinions into Emperor One G at Cox dot net. We're gonna do one quick article, then we'll do the mailbag. Um, before we move on with the rest of our <laughs> stuff. Now I got the goddamn pickups. <clears throat> um, this was interesting. Uh, This is from The Smoking Gun. Woman tells cops she was assaulted after interrupting her husband having anal sex with his girlfriend. Now I'm going to read parts of this. Stick with me. A South Carolina woman told cops that her husband's girlfriend assaulted her after she walked into a bedroom and discovered the pair naked, smoking pot, drinking liquor, and having anal sex, according to the police report uh pamela Turney, the wife apparently entered uh, her spouse's apart her home which is weird because it says entered her spouse's home like they're living separate through an unlocked door around 10 o'clock in the evening when she heard him uh calling out for the husband heard him and continued to walk into the house until she reached his bedroom that is when she reached uh the room and she saw that um uh, he was banging this chick uh you know giving her up the uh backside they were naked smoking pot drinking liquor having anal sex apparently after interrupting her the girl the girlfriend that he was nailing got up and attacked the wife knocked her down several times before she was able to get up and escape and run away uh she had a black eye she had a bruised forehead but she waited until the next morning to go and tell the cops about it which is strange um the Spartanburg County Sheriff's Office report does not specify whether the pair was engaging in these activities simultaneously. I will tell you that it would have been quite a feat to be drinking, smoking a joint, and banging some chick up the ass all at the same time. How would you, I guess that would be kind of hard to do.
3: Liquor in one hand, joint in the other. She's on all fours.
2: Or in and out, in and, and out, it, in and
3: out, in and out. But
2: how is she drinking and smoking at the same time? All right, she's on her elbows. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess it would have to. I like, guess it would work that way. The alleged assault by uh, this uh, by the girlfriend remains under investigation by sheriff's deputies. The girlfriend, seen in the above photo, was arrested last February for assault and battery, according to jail records. What? We're going to for. You, <laughs> fuck. Really? Yep. Oh
0: God, here we go. All right. Woo! Someone's getting railroaded. All aboard the train of injustice. The whistle's got whoo <laughs> 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 right. I smell
2: another train. What you want
0: to whoop? It's that whoo whoo.
2: She has a straw. Can't you picture this? I guess not. All sense right. Sense
3: actually. Let's hear it. All right. This one's going to be relatively short because a I only had a couple minutes to think about it, and b <laughs> is really pretty simple. All right. The two are estranged, right? So they I, I, s- I gather that's what I get. It said article. in the article okay, did, okay. at one point that they're apparently estranged. Which makes sense because, as you pointed out, they have separate houses. Right. So, now you're estranged. You're a guy. Your wife is gone. You're not divorced yet, but, eh, you know. You're going down that road. Dinner's done. You just haven't gotten the check. (laughs) So, you go out and you find a girl that's open-minded. You bring her back to your place, wine and diner, and all of a sudden some third party breaks in. I was asking you earlier if you've heard of the vinegar strokes. All right. Vinegar strokes, for those that don't know, are that part in sex where you're just about to nut, and no matter what happens, you're finishing. I mean, there could be a goddamn Sharknado in your bedroom, <laughs> and you're finishing, right? So okay. the, guy's, the guy's probably at the vinegar strokes, and the girl's enjoying it. Now, there's a very, very common um, misconception about these cave divers, all right? People think that anal sex is this disgusting thing that you only see in really vile porn, but if you think about it... <laughs> It's actually a very tender expression of love and affection, all right. And I want you guys to put your logic hats on here for a second and ponder this.
2: That's what this needs—a dose of logic.
3: Exactly. Anal sex is the only sex you can have, not involving blowjobs, that has absolutely no risk of pregnancy. So what we're talking about here is sex with a turd, baby. Well, that's always possible. But what we're talking about here is (laughs) sex. Without even the remote possibility of an 18-year commitment, all right? Nothing says love like that, and especially when you can smoke a joint and drink whiskey at the same time. This is just good old-fashioned fun. And when these people get together to have this loving, tender, private, mm. depraved non- moment non-pregnancy with each other, creating yes, right. non-pregnancy creating sex, she burst in. I ask you this: How would you react if someone burst in on your wedding night, on your honeymoon? on you in the confession booth. This was sacred to them, as can be evidenced by the fact that they did it while smoking pot and drinking whiskey. And this person comes in and interrupts during the visit, vinegar strokes, and boom. Someone's (laughs) going to hulk out. That's how it goes. Raged out. Yeah. (laughs) How angry would you be if you were this close and you were about to nut, and then some bitch that doesn't even live here came in. (laughs) And starts getting an attitude just because you're just because you're letting her husband explore your back nine. <laughs> I'd get a little attitude, too. Plus, I think there's some other shiftiness going on. Because if you get the shit kicked out of you by someone whose shit is all over someone else's dick, you don't wait a day to go talk to the cops about it.
2: I'll piss the chick Bullshit. is taking it up the ass. She gets into a fight.
0: Why'd you stop him right in the middle of it?
2: Garine. I've never heard of butt-fucking being referred to as tender. Usually it's the guy who says, oops, sorry, honey, it slipped. <laughs> but the strangest one of IRC, Uma Moore. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's not true. It can cause pregnancy. No, it can't. They're different shoots. One's for babies, <laughs> one's for poop. Well, obviously not the way it's normally done, but it has been known to cause pregnancy. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, Uma my Moore. God,
3: they're actually having a biological discussion,
2: and this is over. for, for... Uh, no, you can't unless it dribbles out and then flows into the correct hole. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about," says Uma. She's giving this way too much thought. She really is, which might be hot, but it's kind of disturbing at the same time.
3: Listen, I'm not saying that people that drink whiskey and smoke pot can just are, get yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying these people are paragons of hygiene or anything, and no. I make no assumptions about their cleanup ritual once they're done. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> anal sex can't cause pregnancy
2: court shit babies can just get flushed <laughs> <laughs> oh man you've been in the bathroom all morning what's wrong with you <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> i thought it was food poisoning <laughs> turns out to be my ass pregnant it's been oh, my out all I've been having an abortion all morning oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got diarrhea? No, I'm miscarrying. <laughs> oh my god!
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm done on that. I just can't even go any farther. Right. IRC is just taking this. No, in. IRC just running even, with it. It's not even fun anymore.
2: Now it's just disgusting. I mean, the shit you people write—it's disturbing. It's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's an interesting like window into their souls and minds to see where they run with this. Oh my god. Uh, okay. All right, uh, time for the mailbag. But real quick, before I get to that, I just finished up a uh, Darkling Sea. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that is the Keldar. I think so, too. But I, the problem is I think the Keldar are gone. I think everything's wiped yeah. out. Because he's the only one. But it makes sense because if you think about it, with the um, uh, the Paladin of Shadow series kind of uh, coming to a grinding halt, right. you know, you had you didn't really know where to go with that. If you think about the, the Queen of Wands... They make reference to the Kildar. That really wasn't right. progressing away. He could take two or three of his uh, series and, and kind up. of roll them into one and end them all in, because of this zombie apocalypse type thing.
3: Right. And finish him up.
2: Yep. I- I'm intrigued. I can't wait for the third book to come out. Is it now Is it out for uh, the internet's reading? Yep. Nope. Okay. Starbiter.
1: All
3: right. I mean, uh, the other one, it was like the first one came out, and then like a month later, I got the second one. Two months later, the second one was out.
2: But you know that's how he's always written. He'll he'll get an idea and yeah, he'll just go until he runs first. into a wall, and then yep, yep. Well,
3: he's he said he's not at a wall on this. He's working on it. It's just taking long. Well, time. no,
2: because he's got you know he's only two books in. And he right the wide way to go with it. It's just I I, I kind of wish he would finish up some of his you know take yeah I, the council of wars the paladin of shadows the empire of man that he had with David Weber. I yeah. mean that's but they just had an omnibus come out with that one. Well, yeah. Why I mean. Unless you plan on doing something with it, maybe. Well,
3: they were talking about putting a fifth book together and wrapping it
2: up. Fine, let's do it. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, that he's got going on that he hasn't finished. Uh, Clause the uh, the uh, Clause uh, the catch. Yeah. Or not.
1: Uh,
3: it's a Vorpal blade.
2: The Vorpal blade. Yeah. It's, uh, the Higgs boson. Yeah.
3: Thing. The uh, Looking Glass series. Looking
2: Glass. Thank you. Um, then he's got the, uh... I love that series, too. The, um, Legacy of the Aldenata. Legacy of the Aldenata. Yeah.
3: yeah, he put out Eye of the Storm, and the Hedron War started, but he hasn't kept moving forward. Right, just stopped. The Germans landed, and they're, you know, beating ass, but...
2: That was the, um, um, Watch on the Rhine.
3: No, 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 this is Eye of the Storm. He got the SS back together to go fight since... Yeah, he, that was uh, watching
2: the Rhine, was he, he redid the SS. No, no,
3: no, this is, in Eye of the Storm, after Watch on the Rhine... Once the Posling are killed, the SS get kicked back out again, like, go fuck yourselves, thanks for your help. i have to reread
2: the books, I- I've got it, but I don't remember that happening.
3: Yeah, and they go out on their own and create a civilian colony, and then when the Hedron roll in, and are a threat, since the ACS got destroyed by the Darhel, he goes God and- damn it! I'm going to
2: have to dig it up. It- Eye of the Storm, I'm going yeah. to dig it up again. Maybe I did not read it, maybe I bought it and forgot to read it, because I don't remember any of that. Yeah. That's bullshit. Usually I- I- I'm, you know johnny in the spot with that stuff i've got a stack of books upstairs i've got to read a stack um one of my kind listeners and i don't know if he wanted me to give out his name or not uh, sent me uh ready player One. Oh, nice it just arrived in the mail this week which uh is probably next up on the books i'm going to read um i'm i have to finish up a space marine novel i've got entitled space marine and then i'm going to it's a bunch of collection of uh, small so short stories right and then I'm probably going to delve into that. But I've also got, you know, three or four different crime books I've got to read. Um, uh, the War and Peace, which I'm going to burn through. It's a thousand pages. Everyone's like,
3: oh, it's a thousand page book. Whatever. And?
2: I read Battlefield Earth. I can read War and Peace. I'm not sure which one of those is better. <laughs> we'll see. One, one's a classic. One kind of launch a religion. The post
1: office <laughs> delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at?
2: No, just the usual death threats,
0: letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces?
2: As always, you can send your questions, comments, opinions in to emperor1g at cox.net. First one up uh, from Sakani. In regards to your meltdown last week, I think your rage was a bit misdirected. You have a point that our society in general is less interested in actual intelligence because, quite frankly, that's not a required trait to become the next YouTube or Vine celebrity. But Barnes & Noble is a business that has a responsibility to make money, not compensate for the shortcomings of the public education system, which I believe I I said I understand they're catering to, they're selling, they're carrying what's going to sell. They're pandering to the way society is. I can almost guarantee you that you're the only person that store will ever see who's interested in buying books on Ivan the Terrible. Anyone else will more than likely grab it off Amazon, Kindle, or just read something on Wikipedia. In short, devoting shelf space to that kind of book instead of something more socially or culturally relevant, no matter how stupid, is a bad business decision. Face it, you're part of a niche market, and you know uh, how those work. Remember Langrassier? Fuck you, here was a huge seller. By the way... If that's the case, there are plenty of biographies up there of, of even more obscure people than Ivan the Terrible or Peter the Great, which are two big movers, especially, you know, they've got a, a large section of Russian culture in books because of the Sochi Olympics. You right. would think the founder of the Russian Empire and the one who made it great would be biographies that you would carry. But there's, you know, biographies of shit up there that, that it's more obscure and nobody would care about. Do you want to read a biography about Polly Shore? I'm pretty sure no one else does either, but it's there.
3: Russian history, Gorbachev's birthmark, behind the scenes.
2: How it all began. (laughs) (laughs) Second trimester, it begins to form. All right. Hail Emperor and my favorite hangers on. Oh, touching. Emp, yesterday when trying to get the hang of the Free to Invade game, which no one was playing, I noticed Uncle Bad Touch on my Steam friends list playing this game loadout after I dumped out of the game I was in. I decided to wander over to the Steam store and check out the game. I watched the, watched the trailer, found it quite intriguing, and also noticed it was free to play. So I downloaded the game, ran a couple of matches, and dropped into the TeamSpeak channel with Uncle BadTouch and Little Rex, and played quite a few matches with them. It was a fun few hours of them schooling a newbie when we were on opposite teams, and bringing the pain to the opposition when we were matched together. The game is very similar to Team Fortress 2, however, there are differences. You can build your own weapons from different parts, and as you play matches, you earn in-game currency that you can use to unlock different abilities on different weapon trees. There are microtransactions, but those are for cosmetic items only, which means the game will never make any money. The only way to upgrade your weapons is to play the game and earn the in-game money. I highly recommend this game for anyone who likes first-person shooters, and hell, even if you're only meh about first-person shooter games, give it a shot. You may just have a good time. Here's a link to get you started in the game should you choose to download it. Sincerely, Gorian.
3: He was telling me about it yesterday. It sounds fun.
2: Emperor and Minions are writing to inform you that this coming week's Emperor Audio Classic, or the Big Papa Pimp's Backlog, is talked about last week on episode thir- uh Last week. Episode 38 will be featuring your short-lived segment, The Word of the Emperor, and we'll have both the first and second episodes with episodes three and four to appear in an upcoming episode. Have a good week. Sayomara, show host of Farfield and the Doctor Who podcast.
3: And GOP. I think he's got a new one coming out. And does he have a new
2: Grand podcast coming out? Nice. Uh, That one's for me. Articles, articles. Uh, I think we did this one last week which I meant to go ahead and listen to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is a Biomed sent that one in about Ice-T doing a uh, uh, a reading for um, Dungeons & Dragons.
1: <laughs>
2: Still funny. Yeah, actually, I can get rid of all these here. No, that's Tabaxin. That's from a while ago. I need to do a better job, of, and I'm usually I'm pretty good about uh, keeping my email in check, but sometimes it kind of gets out of Yeah. the new Bing macro, which I never did use. There's the cool Leet Haxer 1G site update from January 17th. No updates since. Coming in 2014. Maybe. Fucking limies, Doing free work. <laughs> Lazy ass. We well, got this new idea for a 3D website. Really? 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 Well, let's see it. I was going to go on in that vein, but I couldn't think of anything else. Just stop now. <laughs> Got nothing? Nothing, yeah.
3: Put down your crumpet and get to work, keyboard monkey. <laughs> it's the fucking tea time. I didn't mean it, Hacks. I didn't mean it. I love you, buddy. Don't hit the donkey porn button.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking over here at the Cox. I'm at the Cox Communications website. Do you have these symptoms? Fatigue, mouth ulcers, itchy skin, and rashes? And I'm looking at the guy. He's got like elephant ears. He's got a mullet. He's got this weird-looking pencil-thin mustache. He looks like a pedophile. Constipation or diarrhea? Learn more. No, I don't need. I I he, already understand. He's a redneck. I get it.
3: He looks like a guy that ate the wrong tacos on the way back to his
2: trailer. Yes, he's suffering from white trash syndrome. I I've seen that before. All right, now this was this one you're going to take a lead on because you're the one to set yeah. this one in, and I I think we may you know come to a, a disagreement on some of these. This is from Forbes.com. Run away with this one.
3: All right. um, Not going to read the whole thing because I don't think we need to. Um, The big reason I wanted to bring it up is because it's basically, it's called 10 Video Game Trends That Need to Go Away, uh, and it's basically 10 things that the writer thinks are totally useless in gaming and would like to see them changed or just eliminated. Some of them I agree with, some of them I disagree with, and I thought it would be interesting to see where you stand on them.
2: Okay. Uh,
3: So the first one is Junk Everywhere. Um, And basically what he's going for there is in a lot of games, especially RPGs, there is just so much shit that you can pick up. Now, on the one hand, I agree that this is becoming more prevalent in some other games too, but I think in RPGs that it depends on the RPG and how it's implemented. But like, for example, in just because I was playing Fallout 3 earlier uh, this week, Um, You know, a lot of the stuff that's there can be taken and used for recipes or sold or, you know, there's still useless stuff. But like if you make the rocket launcher, all that useless crap becomes ammunition. So I agree with them to a point because there are games out there that take it to the nth level. But I don't think getting rid of junk or random stuff, especially in the RPG genre, because you're trying to depict a world. And guess what? In the world, there's stuff.
2: You know, and it, one of the things it says down here is, at best, it's busy work for trophy hunters. And I keep thinking of legal tender, and I remember him saying that uh, when he was playing, like, uh, Arkham Asylum or Arkham City or, or um, when he was playing Mass Effect, where you had to go and you had to find all these special... Um, I was trying to think of Arkham City. It was like uh, a Riddler points, or you had to find the Riddler thing. They were all throughout the game, right. the most obscure shit that you didn't need except to get achievements, or in Mass Effect or something else or one of those games where you had to find these little balls or or, or you know orbs or, right. or something else. And again, the only reason you needed it was to unlock an achievement. And he was like an attack dog with no other, you know, with tunnel vision. He said going after these just to get the achievements. I think by and large people kind of ignore the stuff and the fact that it's out there if it's a tie to an achievement. Right. They want the Xbox points, which I'm sorry, folks, I'm going to tell you right now. Achievements are the most goddamn useless thing out there. It means
3: nothing. Nobody cares about your e I hope that
2: Achievements is mentioned somewhere in this group because that's something that I need to see go away. For 20-some years, I played video games, and the achievement was beating the game. Right. If I beat it, I achieved my goal. If I didn't, I still have some work to do.
3: Um, actually, bro, I've got 20,000 points on my gamer score on Xbox Live, which means I'm more of an expert than you because you only have 15,000 points. So you're wrong.
2: Hey, baby, stop talking that jackhole. Does he have 80,000 Xbox points? (laughs) No? Well, then get with the winner right here, man. (laughs) I complete every game. You know, completing the deed, not just going halfway there. Bazinga. Uh,
3: This is one I thought we might have a... Probably a consensus on, to an extent. Uh, his second thing is ammo. Uh, basically, his bitch is that in a lot of games, picking up ammo has become, and I honestly think this is uh, an outgrowth of the Junk Everywhere one, to be to an extent. His okay. bitch is, in all these games, you have to like pick up ammo. You have to grab weapons, grab ammo, whatever. But there's no <laughs> scarcity in a lot of them.
2: I'm sorry, D-Warrior. Hey, baby, I just want you <laughs> to know. I finished my Pokedex. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Wink, wink. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ever heard of the herp?
3: I've got him. You said, Gotta catch them all, and every sperm is sacred, started playing in my head. Oh, man. But anyway, no, with the, the ammo. The, yeah. the ammo one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you derailed it, not me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's not me. But the ammo one, is, his point is that if there's going to be ammo everywhere and it's so easy to find, why make him pick it up? Whereas if there's not going to be ammo everywhere or if there if you do want to enforce some type of scarcity mechanic by picking up ammo actually make ammo scarce make people have to think their bullets through
2: it, it, the problem is that a lot of people look if i want to play quake or i want to play a first person shooter i want to play you know uh, team fortress i want to get in blaze away all right, right? And, and ammo is on there in in some ways as kind of a balance mechanic you know it, in certain games like, say, uh, some kind of a zombie apocalypse game or or uh, um, The Last of Us or whatever, right. where everything is scarce and it's part of the storyline where you can't find things, fine, I get it. To me, it's more of an annoyance if you want to start making, you know, where you have to go looking through every nook and cranny to find ammunition. I don't give a shit. I want the ammo. If you're going to have ammo, fine. I, just have it so I can pick it up and go. Right. I, I don't care about having to look for for things. I, I don't want to have to go searching through, you know, buildings and cabinets and corpses to try and find ammunition. Right. And when the guy dies, if the ammo drops, fine, pick it up and go. You know, if it's, it's Look, especially in Quake 3, you know, ammos in Quake 1 is a better example, but Quake 3 I'll use because most people played it. When ammunition's on the ground or there's a weapon on the ground and you're playing multiplayer, well, guess what? those now become strategically important positions because oh, yeah. it's called control. Now, you fuckers out there that suck at games call it camping. I call it control because I know you need that rocket launcher, and I know you need that rocket launcher ammo because it only comes with five rockets. So if I'm camping the ammunition and blowing you to hell every time you come to get it, well, guess what? That's a measure of control. That's right. And saying, well, it wouldn't be any different if if you could put it in a, in a cabinet somewhere in the corner. The fact is it appears on the ground it's supposed to make things a little more prolific so the game progresses. I, no, I don't have a problem with ammo everywhere. Nor do I. I I, I think that's, uh, I, again, nitpicking.
3: I think that one was a reach and a hard reach.
2: The junk thing I kind of get because there are games like Final Fantasies. You'd pick up a lot of stuff that really had no bearing on anything. Right. And it's just kind of sat in your inventory. But at the same time, unless my inventory is being limited, like in, uh, let's say your character can only carry so much stuff, like in Ultima Online, Or XCOM, where you guys can only carry so much. Right. Then, yes, I can understand where, you know, carrying useless junk is a detriment. Other than that, I don't give a shit, because it goes into my library, my inventory, and I never see it again. Right. Or I see it in passive when I'm scrolling through the stuff I need. I don't give a shit. You know what? I just did a couple of quests in uh, um, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, and you get this, you know, these couple really nice artifact gems that's just kind of a graphic, and you get, like, Treasure Hunter Level 2. Well, it doesn't accomplish anything. Right. You got it. It's just there. Chivo's. Uh, yeah.
3: All right. The next one uh, I think we both are going to agree on here. Uh, generic difficulty modes. Um, basically, if you look at the way, you know, your basic, average, generic difficulty mode changes things, it gives the bad guys more health, it makes your weapons do a little less damage, you know, things like Ammo's that. A just little
2: scarcer, yeah.
3: Little adjustments. Um, And I agree with this guy because what he'd like to see, and I think actually it goes back to a discussion you and I were having on replay value. Yes. Uh, If you want to see replay value go up, make the next levels harder. When I'm done with normal, when you go to hard, don't just make them, you know, instead of having X health, give them X plus 10 health or whatever. Show me some new monsters. Yeah, give me, I mean, right. change
2: the game. Maybe the level's a little difficult. Maybe I can't take the same route to get to the end. You know, there's some right. new stuff. Yeah. One of the nice things, and this is a real throwback, The Legend of Zelda for, an, for the Nintendo. When you beat the game, you could play it on a much more difficult mode. Right. And the reason why is because the game changed. The same dungeons weren't in the same locations. The same, uh, power upgrades weren't in the same locations. Everything switched. And you had no idea where anything was. You had to find it all over again from scratch. And the enemies were more difficult. Yeah. That, I mean, and that's from, the, what, 1985, 1986? Yes, to your point, if you want to make it more difficult, fine. Make the game more difficult, but change it up. Right. Don't just have, okay, now my gun does 5 damage instead of 10, and this guy now has 150 health instead of 100.
3: Right, instead of having to shoot him eight times to kill him, now I have to shoot him 15. That's, I mean, that's not hard, well, it's, I guess technically it is harder, but it's boring. Yes. But to your point, what if the levels did change? And maybe your, you know, interface change. Maybe on normal mode you have the full array, but then on hard mode, stuff changes, stuff moves around, and you lose your mini-map. Or you lose your radar, or whatever the hell, or, you
2: know. There's sections you, where you know, don't see as much. Right. Okay, yeah.
3: All guess, of a all sudden, right. all of a sudden when you go underground, now there's smoke and, you know, uh, that's You could use that as a pretext for why you changed the world. Part of it caved in or what? I, I, I don't know. I'm spitballing. But I think that the author is exactly right in that that would add massive replay value to games and sure. give you a reason. Because right now for most
2: the games... The problem is most on, people aren't going to do that because right. it, it takes more development time. It's more money. And you, know, you people like Legal Tender, and I use them as a great example for a lot of these, is because he'll burn through the normal mode just so he can unlock the hard mode. Right. Then he'll unlock the legendary mode or the nightmare mode or whatever because it's an achievement.
3: Yeah, see, I get that, but, like, for me, for example, you know, I'm a very story-driven gamer, um, especially in my RPGs and stuff, and, like, when you go back and want to, like, okay, for example, I'm trying to think of a good example, Bioshock. When I got done playing the first Bioshock, I didn't go through and play it again on hard mode, because nothing would have changed. Right, the the story's the same, yes. And the only um, paths that you know were different or whatever based on my actions were how many of those little girls survived or how many i harvested i went on youtube and watched the alternate endings so that i knew them there you go you know whereas you take a game like fallout or mass effect where the game can change
2: based on your decisions yes. and based on yeah okay
3: i've played those tons of times right you know and that's because there's replay value so i never play like if i play a game um maybe i'll start on normal or i'll start on hard depending on the game and I'll play it through once. I'll make it just difficult enough to be challenging so that I get my sense of accomplishment, and I'll play it through so I can enjoy the story and enjoy the game mechanics. But I don't go back and play again. Most of the Assassin's Creed games I I played once, and then I played them again before 4 came out. I don't go back and turn it harder.
2: Lead Haxer has an interesting point here, and I, I, I don't know if this is tongue-in-cheek or not, but he says there's a really good way to address this without much extra development time. Every time something is nerfed during development, throw in an option to put it back to the pre-nerf. That'd be kind of cool. That would be interesting. I'd love to see Warcraft 3 the way it was during the beta when they threw out some stuff versus the way it came out in the game. All right, it's not telling you. He says he's he's legit. He's serious. Okay.
3: Actually, that reminds me of something. Uh, XCOM, the new one. Mm
2: -hmm. They
3: have uh, once you beat the game once on whatever difficulty... Once you beat it, you unlock what are called the second wave options. And what those are, in order to add replay value to the game, it's a bunch of things that you can turn on or off. It gives you more control. Um, You can get the weapon damage to be more random. Instead of doing, like, five or six with the assault rifle, now it's four to eight. You can set it so that uh, flank attacks always do criticals. You can set it so that when your guys level up, it's a much bigger random chance of various things. You could get a much higher level boost, or you can get a much, much lower smaller. one. Okay. You know, it, it's a lot of little things like that that you can toggle on and off in order to add some replayability, add some variation. You know, make it more challenging, more random, a little more luck dependent. I like that idea. Uh, the next one I thought was eh, um, but it's supervision, a lot of the Assassin's Creed like eagle vision style. How know, many
2: games is that actually in? I, yeah, is that like okay? I've got a sniper rifle now. I can dial in, you know, eight times optical to shoot you, or like Mech Warrior, where I un- unlock the optics to zoom in four times, so my you know I, my gunfire is a little more accurate.
3: I I have never. I think this one's kind of a, also a bit of a reach for him. I don't care. Um, like in Assassin's Creed, I very rarely used Eagle Vision, and I was goddamn. Murdering. I guess the
2: biggest bitch I can think of is when people used to complain in Halo Two about this uh, the. I think Halo One had the handgun that had a scope, and then in Halo Two it did not. And a lot of people said the reason why they took the scope away is because it was overpowered. Is that your phone or mine? That's I think it's mine because okay. it stopped.
3: That's what was happening every time I get close to a mic lately. I don't know what it is. Uh, the last one or the next one is RPG elements and everything. Um, basically, the bitch here is that more and more games, especially you know like first person shooters, are adding RPG elements. Uh, leveling, you know, various things like that, gear customization, things like that. I, again, think this is a relatively nitpicky bitch. Um, His big problem is skill trees and stuff in things like uh, Far Cry or Tomb Raider, you know, games where it's not designed to be an RPG, but they're adding that RPG element.
2: For the longest time, people complained about Doom and Quake where there was no storyline, you're simply a Doom marine going into hell. And Quake, you're simply fighting the denizens of hell, there is no storyline. There is no way to level up your character, there's nothing else, you're simply fighting monsters and moving from level to level and clearing them out kind of like a puzzle. Now that they're adding storylines to things, he's got a problem with it. Right. You can't have it both ways, man.
3: I think it's I, I, I'm, a... I'm tired of it.
2: It, it. It's one or the other. Either you want to burn through it and you just want to shoot things at random for, you know, for the fun of it, and you don't give a shit about the storyline, or it's part of an actual, you know, uh, interactive movie. That's essentially what it is. You're playing a movie, except it's a game. You know what, and this has been a bitch for years, that, oh, well, you know what? The, the, the developers never bothered to put any kind of, you know, game mechanics in there as far as storyline goes. There's no kind of, of, of story driven narrative. It's just you running around with guns and shooting things. Right. Well, no shit. That's what people liked. But you know what? As things progress, you know what? I'm an adult now. I like a story. Tell me about it. You know, it, it, I like there being kind of elements. I, I'm an RPG guy myself. Yeah. All right. I, I like there being stories. Complaining that there's no RPG elements in everything, to me, is a benefit. I want there to be stories. I want there to be context. I want there to be a reason behind the actions my character is taking right. or the decisions that I am making. I think it's, I, we've gotten past the part of the dumbing down of the games where it's simply I have a Doom Marine or a Quick Marine running around shooting things. Now I have a reason for the actions of which I do it. You know, and those actions lead to different decisions down the road, like you just said in Mass Effect. What I do, you know, depending on, I, I come to a fork in the road. If I do decision A, the storyline, at least allegedly, was supposed to change based on what I did. Right. I don't understand. I am I am adamantly against this particular complaint. I am. Too. I think adding storylines to anything is far more important, you know, especially as, as people grow older, we should expect more from our games. Right. We should expect more of an interactive element for what we're doing. You know, what worked for me of Wolfenstein 3D when I was 10 isn't going to work for me now.
3: I also think that that's an amazing bitch to make right before you make this bitch. Because his next bitch is Endless Murder. He's tired of the waves of violence. He's t- not not the violence in video games necessarily, but like where it's just you versus a horde and you're just gunning them down, just gunning them down. And there's not enough story. There's not enough, wait for it, character development. There's not enough things changing. So to bitch about endless or to bitch about more RPG elements and then use the exact same games, Far Cry 3 and Tomb Raider to try and make this point, I thought was hysterical. Um you know, 2013. Uh, to read a quick quote here, 2013 was the year of Bioshock Infinite and Tomb Raider, two games that really amped up the senseless killing. Now, to an extent, I'll give him that. There, there were plenty of times in the games where I felt like they put enemies in just because they were like, "Well, what should he do in this room? I guess we'll have him kill some guys." You know, whatever. So what? Like it went from a totally peaceful, although you know, racistly repressed city to kill fucking everyone on sight. Although, if it was my daughter in trouble, I'd probably go do the same thing, even though he didn't... Spoiler alert. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> too late on that one. Yeah, but... cats <laughs> out of the bag on that.
1: All right. Anyways. All right.
3: Uh, but, so I, I agree with him to a point there, but at the same time, he's also railing against Bioshock Infinite, a game that I thought made very cool leaps in story and character development in terms of the, the medium as a whole. I thought it pioneered a couple things. I thought... Uh, you know, Elizabeth was an amazing NPC. Um, I really liked a lot of the game in terms of the world and the story and the development. So, yeah, you can make that Endless Murder bitch there, but it's really not the ideal game to be doing it in, is it? I mean, shouldn't you be railing against maybe Call of Duty or Battlefield? Because those are the games I associate with Endless Murder. And there's I, a reason I don't play them anymore.
2: I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't care about Endless Murder. It's fine with me. You know why? to know why. I played Dynasty Warriors. I kill tens of thousands of Chinamen per level, and the great thing is they all look alike, and there's far more of them to kill in the next level. I have no problem with endless waves of enemies, because if I'm playing a game that involves conflict, I expect to be fighting someone, and if I'm not fighting someone, then there better be a reason for it, storyline-driven or otherwise. I have no endless murder. And this goes back to the people that bitch about, oh, well, there's too much violence in video games. You know what? There's too much violence in movies, and you never once bitch about that. There's too much violence in books. No one ever bitches about that. No endless murder. Well, you know what? That's what a first-person shooter's about, killing things. I don't care if I have to, you know, I walk into a room. You know what? Sometimes I don't have to kill the NPCs. Sometimes I do it anyways. I'm kind of an asshole like that. I know the difference between doing that and walking into a bank in real life and saying, yeah, you know what? I don't want to stand in line. These Fuck three y'all. people, yeah. I mean, this lady's got a, uh, she's got a, you know, a crutch and she's 80. She's had a good life. She's in my way. Bam, 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 Next. Okay.
3: I don't care. Endless murder. I it It just seems very weird to me. That he would rail against RPG mechanics in, in one in sentence, hypocr- yeah, it's, and it's then rail against yes. Endless Murder in the next, because if you are going to get rid of the Endless Murder, you are going to need story-driven RPG elements. Otherwise, you just end up with a puzzle game.
2: you <laughs> warrior Wait, Elizabeth is Booker's daughter? Thanks for ruining it for me, Voyeur. Next you'll be telling me there's dragons in Skyrim. <laughs> there are wyverns in Skyrim.
3: <laughs> Actually, if you get the right mod, Thomas the Train runs Skyrim. No. Have you seen <laughs> that? No. Yeah. Oh, my Real? God. <laughs> I had a whole night where I was bugging the guys on TeamSpeak by just uploading them Thomas as a dragon pictures. from. There's a mod in Skyrim where it takes out all the dragons, And replaces
2: them... With Thomas the tank engine?
3: Well, Thomas and Percy and all the other tank (laughs) engines. Like, at the very beginning, you're standing there waiting to get beheaded with the other rebels, and instead of a roar, you just hear, Toot, toot, and Thomas (laughs) drops on top of the building, and every time he blows his horn, that's his dragon voice hitting the shit out of people. It's If you haven't watched the video, watch it. It's fucking hilarious. But then I found a bunch of like, like people meme, you know, made memes of it with the somebody, and stuff, somebody post the YouTube to this,
2: somebody post a video to this. It's hysterical. Karine's like, yeah, the YouTube is hilarious.
3: It, it really All is. Right, next fun. up, we got we got a blur and we We're down to ten minutes. Uh, this is actually the last one I actually wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, open world games. Um, his bitch here is that open world is an illusion. Uh, because most open-world, quote-unquote, games aren't actually open. It's just the rails are a lot less visible. You know, there's still rails. They just don't, you can hop off them from time to time. Uh, and that a lot of games are using open-world because it's, quote-unquote, the big thing. Okay. When maybe it's not the best way to go for the game. And this, I actually, to an extent, agree with him on. Um, I think it's become a buzzword in the industry. And like any other buzzword, I think people are hopping on the bandwagon because
2: it's the next big thing. Next time you find an article, find one that we're going to fight over because I agree with you on this one. Okay. Um, I've agreed with you on most of these. Yeah. Uh, again, Final Fantasy is working on the next one. It's supposed, an, oh, it's supposed to be like Skyrim where it's an open world. You know what? Not every game has to be that. And you're right, it's a buzzword because Skyrim did so well because it was, it, you know, it was phenomenal. Or you've got games like World of Warcraft where it's an open world or shit like that. Now all of a sudden, everything has to be. And I'm not saying that you have to have a game like Final Fantasy X where everything's linear. You can only walk in one straight path from one point to the next.
3: Yeah, Final Fantasy Thirteen
2: is an example that that sucks. Okay, uh, you know what? I'm not saying that uh, that's not the kind of game I want. I mean, I, I used to like, or Final Fantasy Seven, for instance, or or any of the Final Fantasy previously. You can get in your in your airship and go fly wherever the hell you want, and go visit anywhere you want, and do whatever you want. You know, eventually you have to go back to the storyline. It's the same thing with Skyrim or anything else. You can go and do whatever you want, but outside of an actual MMORPG that allows you to do whatever you want with no, you know, storyline that you have to follow if you don't wish to, you're right. This is a buzzword because Skyrim did it, now everybody has to. And I, I don't think it, I I don't know that a game has to be. And unfortunately, I think they're going to put too much into it. They're going to put too much money into it. It's going to take development way too long to make a game seem like that.
3: Here's. <laughs> The fun thing is, I actually disagree with you. Okay. Um, I I think that he's wrong. Uh, he actually call he actually says, um, you know, that Skyrim is a boring game and that open world was the wrong decision there. I disagree completely, and I I would agree that some games are better for it than others, but. The bitch that open-world games are too flat and, you know, they're open for no reason, that's not necessarily because of the genre of the game. That's because you did a shitty job making it. Because if you're going to make an open-world game, whether it's an RPG or a shooter or, or whatever you want to do, if you're going to make an open-world game, you need to fill that fucking world. And we're getting to a point where the technology exists that you can do it. So if you want to go for a big-time, triple A open-world-style game, And that's how you want to set your story. I think you can probably do it with almost any genre successfully. The only one maybe not so much being like a sports franchise. But for the obvious reasons. Here he comes. Hold on. It's Thomas. I love this part.
2: I hear the whistle. He's like, what's that?
3: (laughs) He's watching the Thomas video. And you guys should too at some point. Not now though. But anyways, with the open world stuff, I think almost any genre, any type of game can be made into a good open-world game. It's just whether or not you want to take the time and resources to do it. I don't think you can blame open-world for the fact that some games bore you. (laughs) That's retarded. Oh, here he comes. (laughs) Fear me, (laughs) for I am Thomas.
2: It's pretty well graphed in there, too. I mean, it looks like it's... He's so angry. And there's just trains, just cars falling everywhere. It's very funny. There's coal cars. I love this video. <laughs> what kind of stupid fuck thinks, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to add Thomas a tank engine to this. Because it's amazing. <laughs>
3: I found a ton of funny times. I don't know. I
2: think the problem is, much like anything else, that it's going to become so prolific that it's going to ruin the genre because now everything's going to do it, and you're going to have a lot of games that suck at it, and it's going to just taint it for everything else.
3: But the, but the thing there is, is that open-world design style's fault, or is it the morons that did it just because they were following a buzzword instead of doing what they thought was best for their game? My point is it's just, a second. It's, it's not open-world that's the problem. It's designers who go open world for the sake of saying their game is open world without taking the time to really populate that world uh, the way they should. I mean, for example, Assassin's Creed Black Flag in the open world. That was an amazing structure for that game. I loved it because every single island had a reason for existing. You know, there was always stuff you could, you know, use the smaller ones to ambush other ships. You could, you know, sail around doing whatever the hell you wanted. Some but imagine the same game, imagine Black Flag, without the time they took to develop all the little towns and villages and ports and docks and secrets that you can find well, then there's absolutely no reason for it to be open world. you go to Jamaica, there's no exploration. you go to Havana, you kill the people you 're supposed to. Why the fuck would I sail around the rest of the way that 's my point. I mean, they did it well it 's not the design it 's not the genre's fault,
2: actually, I do want to hit this one here at the very end. I saw this one the crowdsourcing okay. game development uh basically he's complaining that um with the rise of kickstarter the entire indie scene is being flooded by games that promise gamers a chance to be part of the process and that's okay to one level but on another level it worries me art isn't a democratic process too often in corporate settings games are influenced by the accountants i don't want to see the same problems arise in the indie scene because the most vocal gamers have much of it, too much of an impact on a game's direction okay that's wrong Here's the problem with this. I'm an indie developer. I am asking people for their money. That's one. Two, if they're asking for input from the people, from the gamers themselves, and the gamers tell them what they want, then how is it a bad thing the developer decides to incorporate the the parts that the gamers want? If I want to be an indie game developer and be successful and sell my game then I'm going to put in the elements that the people who are going to be A, paying me, and B, playing the game, want to see. Too often, the problem isn't the accountants, it's the fact that the game companies don't listen to us, the players. You want a prime example? Look at World of Warcraft. How many times has the things been changed in that game because wave after wave of people looked at this, play tested and said, this thing's a piece of shit, your patch is a bad idea, fix it and either a they go ahead and fix it and things go on or b a lot of times they'll say no we know better we've looked at the internal numbers this is just the way it is you're going to have to stick with it people get pissed they stop playing electronic arts here is a company that shows no support for its games or its community and that's what you want is art is not a democratic process well that's fine if you want to make a piece of artwork and do it the way however way you want then fund it yourself, asshole. Don't go ask me for my hard earned money and then tell me exactly what it's going to be like. If, if there's anything in there, if you ask some, ask people for their input, then by God, you're going to get it and you should incorporate it. If the majority of people, whether they be loud or not, say, I want X, you know, or B in the game, then put it in there. I don't think that somehow ruins or cheapens the game because you're going to the people who are funding it, your core base, and saying, guys, this is my vision, this is what I want to do, but what do you want to see in the game? How do you think I should go about reaching these goals? I, I don't see a problem with that at all.
3: I don't either. And the other thing to consider is, like, these forum guys aren't, it's not one man, one vote. It's, look, if you're an indie developer and you ask people for money, you're you're leading them you're creating a vision and they want to be part of it because they think your idea is cool asking them for feedback i think is a great thing and i would point to what else star citizen as a great way to do it guess what if chris roberts sees your post on the forums and you've got an idea and you put it out there one of two things is going through his mind oh that's an interesting idea Although we could incorporate that and people would like it. Let's see what the responses are. Or, Jesus Christ, that guy's a fucking moron. Chris Roberts isn't incorporating every crackpot scheme he sees on there. But they ask for feedback, they respond to it, and even when they disagree with it, they lay out why. Listen, we don't think this is the best direction for this game. Here's why. They're respectful and polite. And if you're like that, the community will respect that.
2: How about the indie developer first has a successful game? or a successful series of games, get some bank, and once they're able to fund themselves, then they can go into the democratic art process they want. Right. They can do whatever the hell they want. I mean, at this point, you're beholden. You have your hat in hand, and you're asking people for their money because, for whatever reason, you can't do it yourself. As simple as that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know what? And and we've both made the, the comment that Forbes magazine and Forbes.com does a phenomenal job with their video game and internet coverage and it's this guy yeah it's it, always this guy this is one I'm I, most of these I have to go against them on I understand where it's coming from on some of them but but I, I I'm, I'm sorry I, a lot of these I think are just nitpicking like you said they're petty stuff yep and the problem is that and the reason why this article comes up and we and we read it is the fact that Look, a guy like this has a great deal of influence. What he says, he has a lot of readers. Yeah. A lot of people looking at this.
3: I mean, Eric Kane is a pretty significant voice in the industry. He's Forbes. He literally is Forbes game industry guy. He's their point person. Most of the Forbes articles that we read on the air, they come from Eric Kane. So when I read that and I didn't like so many of them, I I think that's something we have to talk about. You know, because like you said, he is influential. Right. People listen to him.
2: All right, folks, uh, 10 o'clock, we got to wrap this up, so it's time now for Thwart the Court.
0: All right, everyone, it's your chance to score some points. It's time to Thwart the Court.
2: All right, uh, as we said at the top of the show, um, this will be the final uh, week we do this. Uh, it will be an all-80s-themed, uh, 80s cartoons, Uh, 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 movies toys uh, songs music whatever Um, so get your questions ready in irc go ahead and send us a message if you want with your question in it uh, in irc or send me an email to emperor1g at cox.net let's see first up out of the gate okay gents i only have one question i could think of for tonight and here it is name the three movies that nearly every nerd has seen that was released in the summer of 1985 scroll down for the answer Okay, um, there's a lot of movies in 1985. That's.
3: I was negative one, so I'm not sure how much help I'm going to be on this.
2: Um, I, I mean, there's Daryl, there's Cloak and Dagger, there's Godzilla 1985, there's Weird Science, there's. Well, I've seen Weird Science. Um, I think everybody's seen Weird Science. Uh, Unfortunately, Gorion, I think that's... That nearly every nerd, I think that's a very subjective thing to say.
3: Um, Scroll down to see if any of the ones you said
2: were Um, there. Real Genius, Weird Science, and My Science Project. I've seen all those. Um, Real Genius, I didn't really particularly care for. They're science-related. Got it.
3: Well, you tell us that now.
2: Uh, Khalilu, who's sang "Too Shy"? It's Boy George. Lulu, who's saying "Too Shy"? Kaja Gugu. Is that what the hell she said? Yeah. Kaja Gugu. All right, is that true? So Khalilu, Kaja Gugu. Either she's still asleep, or, <laughs> or we just sound <laughs> like a bunch of assholes. Like, what the hell are they smoking? <laughs> Kaja Gugu. Uh, is that baby talk? What the hell? All right then. I'm just waiting for Clue to go ahead and give us the... Yep, that's right. All right.
3: Nailed it. Yep, yep,
2: yep. All right. Next up, who else we have? Um... Kajuku. All right. All right.
3: It's not even how... Well, I guess that actually probably is how it's spelled. That is probably how
2: it's spelled, yeah. Yeah. That grind is Like, yeah, I knew that one. I was born in the 60s. I lived in the 80s. All right. Anybody else? Questions, comments? ( Charge] Not comments, but questions. 80s anything. You all knew, apparently, the answer to the question, so you must know 80s type trivia. She woke up long enough to answer the question. I was going back to <laughs> Said sleep. She rolled over. Thanks for your contribution at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Three-hour show. She's like, what guys, to go, go, go. Ryan
3: wants me to torture you with a feather, Lulu.
2: See what she does. Well, I know exactly what she'll do. She'll smack him. Yeah, I don't want to get it. She's not, No. you know, all right. Uma Moore, at the beginning of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, what is Ferris listening to?
3: Oh, I know this. Hold on,
2: God, I've seen that movie so many times. I should know if I wrote. Lulu, wake up. I'm thinking. Oh, that's the problem. You're thinking. I wonder if you have a headache. Um, <sighs> is Donkey Shane? I know he sings it later in the. No, movie. yeah,
3: he he sings that
2: while he's on the float. Yeah, the shower. Who was president in 1980? That would have been Carter, and then Reagan. Yes. Reagan, well, I guess Reagan would have taken over in 81, so it would be Carter. Yeah, Carter. So, uh, that's two in a row. Uh, While we think of the... Can can you dig it? Um, what is Ferris listening to? I I don't I don't know. If you guys know, I, I don't. I got nothing. No. Nope. All right, so we're out. We lose. Epic lurker on Ducktales. Fenton Crackshill has two jobs. One is bodyguard as Gizmo Duck. What is his other job as as himself? Isn't he the accountant? or an accountant some kind of uh, uh, I think you're right yeah
3: yeah I think you're I right. think
2: he's yeah some kind of like a uh, clerk of some kind by the way more. what was the answer to the question
3: yeah because now I want to know
2: right I'm going to go with uh, accountant or clerk of some kind for uh, Scrooge McDuck
1: ding okay
2: well which one Scrooge accountant damn yeah, I am a fucking god of worship hills. me <laughs> and Darkwing Duck. Love Darkwing Duck. Still waiting for the uh, answer to uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The weather report on WLS Radio, an horrible Chicago radio station that originally was created by Sears Shopping Company. Stands for World's Large Okay, got it.
3: I kind D- of assumed it was a song. I did, too. To...
2: D-Warrior, what did Mark Twain publish in 1984?
3: Oh, sorry, wrong, wrong century. century.
2: You're an ass.
1: Wah,
3: wah.
2: All right, so more scores a points, although it's kind of obscure. Uh, how can you oh, be expected on a expect- Bueller's day? Like day like, like, yeah. And then his career kind of went downhill from there.
3: Did you really need a career after Ferris Bueller's day off, though? Bonus trivia fact. Iconic.
2: Taurus Bulba of Darkwing Duck was voiced by Tim Curry. That I did know. All right, so come on, what else? Give me some- Fuck, use some Darkwing Duck questions. Or Google a
3: now has five points.
2: Yeah, it's because more thinks of the most obscure stuff, and she's always... Right. Bitch.
3: Hacks with his crazy website questions has...
2: You know what? Lee Hacks was here. I received no weird questions with the cool little drop-down menu from him. I'm disappointed.
3: I am disappointed.
2: Nobody else has a question. This will be one of the shortest worth of courts in a while. I mean, the last eh. couple of weeks were... You're here, though. Yeah, because that counts. <laughs> Earl Hyman played the Grandfather of the Cosby show, but what eighties nun, Chuck's wielding hero did he voice? I would assume Michelangelo.
3: One of the terms. Ryan,
2: okay, how many men had Lulu slept with by nineteen eighty six? Lulu. I can't use exponents. Over on the show. under ten. Zero. Uh I'm gonna go with eight.
3: Zero. Going eight to the third power.
2: Nineteen eighty six. You were born in when? So you would in sixteen?
3: So can we? So go you back slept to with age? nobody.
2: Okay, so you slept with nobody by age sixteen, or he didn't sleep with any men by age sixteen.
3: Ah, an experimentation period.
1: period. Nine, nothing. Wah, wah.
2: She claims nothing, and unfortunately, you know, only her and those men would know. So I got to take it as faith. It was not a turtle, an '80s nunchucks wielding hero. Uh, that's
3: all I can think of that nunchucks. Yeah, AAs. I can't. I had no idea. A Power Ranger. Wait, no, that was live action. Sounds like cartoon <sighs> with voice
2: I have no idea. Nor do I. Nunchuck wheeling? Was there? So- I have no idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know. All right, so come on, Licker. What do you got? Panther, Panther? of the Thunderhawks or, or Thundercats? Damn it.
3: Yeah, I guess there?
2: there was, if you think about it. Yeah. Huh, I don't remember that. I hated Thundercats.
3: All right, Epic gets a point.
2: All right. Shit. <laughs> what? This is
3: actually going to be Epic Lurker's first time on the board by my count.
2: Wow. So many, many, many weeks of failure with finally a success. All right, then. All right, anybody else? there. What? And Well, no, he's, he's asking um, D-Warrior. He's not asking us because, fuck, I have no idea. Uh, anybody else? Questions? 80s, movies, music, TV shows, cartoons.
3: I think they might be tapped out. Toys. Well,
2: IRC has dwindled as the night has gone on.
3: Yeah, that's true you know what if
2: Baron decides to move his show maybe we should start thinking of a different time frame well, I can't say where I work Sundays. do where it's a dark wing dark wing. Another. <gasps> who was Herb Muddlefoot supposed to be impersonating in real life Herb Muddlefoot
3: I don't even know who that is
2: Say, Omar the only records from when Lulu was 16 are written hieroglyphics Ooh.
3: Wah, wah. who was
2: Herb Muddlefoot supposed to be impersonating in real life
3: I don't even know who Herb Muddlefoot is.
2: I believe that was Bushroot. I think. Or was that Professor or something or other? No idea. No. I, yeah. Uh, Uma Moore, you, you got one and That's all you're getting. <laughs> you know his neighbor? No, I don't. I, I don't remember the neighbor. I, I know that Drake Mallard hated him, but I, I, beyond that, I don't remember supposed to be impersonating in real life. Uh, an asshole? I, I don't know. form. I thought. Ooh, it's getting Burn. worse.
3: Next up is Sanskrit.
2: And then it's just folktales. Oral history. Oral <laughs> history. <laughs>
3: Sitting around the campfire.
2: Got it. All right, this is going nowhere fast. All right, uh, Andy Devine. All right, then. All right. I'm glad we cleared that up. Okay. Uh, I think we've tapped this out. That horse has been turned into glue after being beaten to a pulp. All right. Anything else we need to get to before we end the show? All right. So what did we learn this week? Chinese people have really
3: fucked up ways of dealing with their girlfriends. Apparently.
2: (laughs) Uh, I disagree greatly with the uh, uh, great writer Eric Kane from uh, Forbes magazine as far as things in games that need to go away.
3: Yeah, he was really far off there. That was a a rare miss for him. Uh, Let's see. Anal sex can often lead to a beating.
2: Mixed with alcohol and and pot. I thought that was kind of Uh, of Apparently we learned of six um, uh, shows and movies that had unlikely video games. Home Improvement uh, being one of them. or Dallas with the giant rat that has nothing to do with Dallas I, I, I don't get it well when you're trying to build a video
3: game on Dallas you read for whatever content you can write right. the whole improvement I, you, yeah. would think
2: that, you know building a house or you know, fixing something no That's fighting sport. dinosaurs fuck that shit give me right. a chainsaw I'm going will take on Velociraptor
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah I don't know those were, were really checkered really shirt. Really dumb stuff, right?
2: uh what else
3: Damn it! We talked about a lot of stuff and yet nothing to mind. No, it's not. Top of my head.
2: Anyone seen the Robocop yet? No. No. Not going to. No. I, I as a general rule I refuse to go see the remakes of stuff from back then that was already successful once. Yeah. I only to see it again in shittier form. Uh, total recall! Yeah. Anyways, we talked about some stuff, and you should go back and listen to it. Uh, real quick, a reminder about this this whole Rawlings baseball thing. Again, and it's going to be on the front page of Rivalcast Media for you to go ahead and follow starting tomorrow, but I would greatly appreciate it. As a personal favor to me, your favorite podcast radio host that you have ever listened to or ever will listen to again, play com backslash Rawlings. The forward, shut Slash Rawlings. <laughs> R-A-W-L-I-N-G-S Sign up for the contest to giving away 50 gloves In 50 days Starting tomorrow February the 17th And going through April the 7th Sign up and you're going to use North Olmsted O-L-M-S-T-E-D That's in Ohio USA Sign up as many times As you possibly can Using us as your reason I want this trophy more than I want certain wives. I really would like this trophy, seriously. Yeah, is this thing open? Hang on. So let's hit the close. Well, I, maybe. Um, oh, look at that! Fifty gloves in fifty days is up right now. Son of a bitch! Go there. Play against sports.com backslash Rawlings. Huh. Um, zip code, referring store location or store nearest to you.
3: Are you fucking kidding me? You got okay.
2: So it's got a drop-down menu. You can find it in Ohio. You're gonna want to.
3: It's gonna be OH North Olmsted. N- yeah,
2: Olmsted. N dot Olmsted. Okay, sign up for it, please, folks. This is a big deal to me. This ain't no joke. I really want this contest. I know the boss does too. I know Vajar's dad really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Four four zero seven zero. That's correct. But it's got a drop-down menu. You're going to go to Ohio. O H. It's N. Olmsted. You can't miss it. All right. Court, we learned that M can be the start of a new effort to build stone shelters for the homeless by pissing bricks. I'm doing my part, Court. What are you doing? I care. And so does my penis. <laughs> All right, folks, uh, programming notes. Next Saturday from uh, the normal time from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, we will be doing the show as we will not be on the air Sunday, February the 23rd. So we will be here Saturday, February the 22nd. So mark it on your calendars. If you don't have anything going on that night, trust me, you can be here for the show. What's that, What's that, Lulu? Yeah, we'll put it up in the news. I'll put it up in the forums. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, folks. If it was not for you, we would not be doing this. Uh, I want to thank uh, Cleelu, our show contributor and IRC bitch, um, for doing things for the show. I want to thank Lulu for snoring through most of the show, waking up long enough to answer Thorpe Court question, and then getting really angry about how many times she had sex before eight sixteen. Um, I want to thank. Uh, no, that's. I want to thank our sponsors. That would be Trinity Games. Trinity Games. For giving us our awesome Team server. If you need voice over IP for all of your gaming needs, then you need to go to Trinity Games.
3: They do have great prices. Great prices, great
2: service, pretty good. Photo. Great <laughs> taste. Um I think that pays the bills. Please join us on Twitter, Emperor's Court. I tell you to join us on Facebook, but frankly I don't do much with it anymore. But Emperor's Court for both. Um, please download uh, all previous podcasts, listen to the show. Don't forget all our great other shows on the network, such as...
3: Uh, we've got Sheet Moon on Tuesday. That's good enough.
2: And No, go ahead.
3: Wild Uncensored on Wednesday is <laughs> followed by the Doctor Who livecast. We actually have a brand new show on our Twitch stream, twitch.tv forward slash Media. Uh, it is TIN, the TurboStar Interstellar new- Network. Uh, they are bringing all of the wild star news that you might be interested in. They actually launched their show on Thursday. What the so they did a fuck is Wildstar, topic uh, Wildstar is a brand new MMO coming out. Uh, the guys that made Vanilla WoW and Burning Crusade left, founded, you know, made Carbine Studios, and now they're making Wildstar. It is a very cool-looking game uh, from what has been released about it. Um, everything that we can see it looks pretty. Fun. I know we have some
2: people in the beta.
3: Yes. Uh, Baz and Triggs are both in the beta. They're being careful, too, because there is an NDA on yes. what they can talk yes. about. Um, but as we get closer, they're releasing more and more access to people to talk about. So they've got a lot of cool things going on. It was actually a very good show. I watched them on uh, Thursday uh, live, and they did an excellent job with it. So check them out. Thursday, seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Then, of course Fridays we have the Rival Cast. Saturdays we have Free to Invade Friday, starting at eight p.m. Eastern Time.
2: Saturday we have Free to Invade Friday.
3: Well, actually, ne- not next week, but or. Yeah, it's free to invade now. I just am so used to saying free to invade. Well, apparently Friday nobody now. was
2: playing the game that was this past week. Actually.
3: It Started way too early, and I think that's what it was. I know yes.
2: so we've had problems with that, and eventually it just turns into a mech warrior. I mean, I haven't right. been on I have not been on speaking in about a week and a half. Yeah, but
3: well, we we were starting way too early with it, and that was our mistake, I think. Um, but normally followed by the Saturday showcase, but not next week. Next week, yes. since we are going to be broadcasting on Saturday, Correct. We're going to do the Saturday showcase on Sunday. Okay, so we'll just flip them. Works. And, of course, Ghost in the Podcast right before this show. What's up?
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much everything. Uh, I think we've hit everything we need to. We've hit all the posts. That's the end of business. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, bad manners are better than no manners at all. Hurrah! So long, everybody. I was waiting for that. I was like, do I do the Or Lulu's thing? Nah.
3: Fuck you! Fuck you!
0: Fuck you! You're cool. And fuck you! I'm out. That was wonderful. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. But well, there were parts of it that weren't very good.